Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative and Balance Podcast. I am your host, Sean Siriani, and this episode is titled Episode 30.5. This is a direct sequel of last week's episode featuring Smash Wrestling. Last week we had in the booth Sebastian Suave and the man James Key, and uh, they're kind of leading force behind Smash Wrestling. And we talked about how Smash Wrestling came to be, and... Uh, After that episode, we sat around, had a couple beers and a bite to eat, and they were really feeling the environment of Girth Radio. For people right now who are new to my show, I've noticed even announcing some of the guests I'm having on today, a bunch of wrestling fans have been liking the page, which is awesome. I feel like I need to let you know a little bit about what this place is. So basically, my show, The Creative Imbalance is on a podcast network called Girth Radio. And beyond Girth Radio being a podcast network, it's also a studio located inside of a bar downtown Toronto. The bar is called the Pacific Junction Hotel. And when you walk in, you look to the right, you can see some soundproof glass. And sometimes you'll see some interviews going on, some live acoustic performances from a lot of big names coming in and out. Lots of different variety of shows. And as Sebastian, James, and myself hung out, they were talking about how they loved the vibe in here. And it would be absolutely perfect for the after party of their show last Sunday, which was Super Showdown 5 at the Phoenix. And the Phoenix is just up the street from the Girth Radio headquarters. So I asked the powers that be, do you mind if I bring a bunch of my new wrestling friends over on a Sunday night? And they said, of course, like it's fucking dead in here on a Sunday. (laughs) And even as I'm sending this episode to you right now, I wasn't sure if I was actually going to record an episode that night. I mean, the studio is there. I had all the mics and everything ready to go, but the main priority was to make sure these guys were comfy and just enjoying themselves right after they put on this incredible show. Uh, I'm not going to get into too many details of the show in this monologue because over and over again throughout these interviews we talk about like just how fucking brilliant it was (laughs) so I kind of played it by ear and I wasn't being so intrusive I was going to pull somebody aside into the studio have a little interview and what I didn't expect was to get one of my favorite shows ever so on behalf of girth radio my show, The Creative Imbalance, and the bar, The Pacific Junction Hotel. I just want to say thank you to Smash Wrestling. This episode is absolutely stacked. And I'm not going to spend too much time talking. We're going to get right in it. But just a simple reminder that this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and at its home, girthradio.com. Just type in The Creative Imbalance on any of those platforms, and you can find this show pretty much on any platform for podcasting and listen to this in your favorite, most convenient way. And first up to bat in this episode, we have the big man, Bobby Lashley. He is a big star in both the pro wrestling and MMA world. He's been on everything, and currently on Global Force Wrestling Impact. He's been on the WWE. 
And for mixed martial arts, he's been on platforms such as Bellator and Strikeforce. And it was an honor to sit down with him and pick his brain and have him tell me some stories. He's a very inspiring dude, and I thought it was perfect to just put him on the front of this episode. After Bobby, next up in the booth, we had Braxton Sutter. He's currently on Global Force Wrestling Impact, been showcased on leagues such as Ring of Honor, and is a regular on Smash Wrestling. Following him, we got Smash Wrestling's Brent Banks. And then after Brent, we got longtime ring vet and manager of our last week's guest, Sebastian Suave, the self-proclaimed smartest man to ever be on this show, Anthony Kingdom James. And after him, we got a duo in the studio. We are joined by Smash Wrestling's play-by-play commentator. You can hear his voice all over the Fight Network. He goes by the name of Scott Hunter. And with him is Smash Wrestling's official ring announcer, Dustin Perry. And finally, we close the show out with a man who's been everywhere around the world. From his home league in the United Kingdom progress to the famous PWG... Dragon Gate, Ring of Honor, the list goes on and on and on. All the way from the United Kingdom, we have Mark Haskins. And with all that being said, we're just going to get right into this Creative Imbalance Podcast, Smash Wrestling. Let's go! Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. I was going to leave you alone tonight, <laughs> and then we were sitting down, and I was just having a drink with you, and you were getting me all fired up, like talking about <laughs> mixing shoot slash wrestling. And, Absolutely. And you did so, You had one of the biggest moments of the show tonight, like beyond being like a co-main event, which you're usually always in the main event when I see you, but uh, you fought... Uh, Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey. Speedball. Speedball. <laughs> and then you, after the this incredible match you two had, you picked up the mic and you kind of went off. But you brought the crowd through like waves, which I was so impressed. You were like almost like, uh, this is my day off. <laughs> I didn't even like want to be here. Everybody starts booing. And then you bigged up Speedball and it was just... It was just a brilliant, like, you kind of, like, you really know your psychology with yeah. doing crowds and stuff. Man, you know what, the, the biggest thing about professional wrestling is that everybody believes professional wrestling is fake. Mm-hmm. Professional wrestling is real. <laughs> real. Yeah, yeah. It's real in my eyes, and it's real in everybody else's eyes. You gotta understand, we spend, if you talk about WWE guys, 225, 200 days of their year out of three. So that's more than half of their life. So they're yeah. actually their character as opposed to their real mm-hmm. life. Which it, is which insane. Is yeah, yeah. That's why I have a huge separation between the two. So that's why when I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling. When I'm at home, I'm a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I can see like how you're like absolutely killing people in the ring, and then you're here tonight at Pacific Junction Hotel, yeah. buying a rounds of shots, smiling, dapping everybody, yeah. taking time to talk to me. Yeah, oh, it's awesome! Yeah, yeah, I'm a big people person, and I have little kids, so they keep me grounded and everything. But as far as far as the wrestling business, this is where um, I think the in part of the wrestling business is going the complete fucking wrong, complete wrong way, mm-hmm. and I think it's going the complete wrong way is because. The most um, popular thing and most successful thing out right now is reality TV. Everybody yeah. wants to see the realism. That's why mm-hmm. they, they have like the Amazing Race and that, that the real housewives of everything even stay on TV, which is absurd. Um, the Ultimate Fighter. All these things are like real. People want to see real nowadays. So as wrestling, what do we do? We pull them so far away from real that 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 the. Um, not the casual fan, just the the fans that's flipping through channels. When they turn on them for three seconds, they look at wrestling and they're like, "Oh God, this is so stupid." Yeah, just over scripted. No, and, uh, it's it, and it's and it's it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. Are we losing the creative um, prowess to be able to do something that and put something together that's real, like? Bro, I'm I'm 260 pounds. Yeah, and I yeah. fight people for real. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take a fucking mountain to move me. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be a regular person. It's not a size thing. It's not something else. But at certain periods of time, I think it's like, oh, this guy's cool. He's really popular. So let's put the title on him. And let's put the title on him. It's not about the title. The title doesn't have to do with the show. The title needs to be held by the person that can defend professional wrestling against everybody else. And against everybody else coming against professional wrestling, because there's a lot of people that are naysayers. But if you sit there and say, "Well, oh, professional wrestling is fake," who? I mean, who do you guys even have a champ? And they pull it up because Google, you can find out anything yeah, you want. Yeah. And they look at it and they're like, "Is that Brock Lesnar?" Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh I okay, seen him okay. smash somebody's head yeah, in before. And some, yeah. So now, that, now you can start bridging those two together. And I think that that's that's important. And I oh, think yeah. some of these other guys that like. No, it's not about that. It's about doing a bunch of cool and flippy moves and everything like that. It's not about that because, like, I think there was a, there was something where Randy came out. Randy Orton came out, mm-hmm. and he said something. Everybody got pissed off about him because they didn't understand what he was saying. And Randy's very brash. He's a good friend of mine. I like Randy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like no, people Randy that are brash. <laughs> because don't beat around the bush. Just tell me, it, bro, if I walk out and you're like, that was a shit, then I'm going to fix it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd say, well, you know, it's kind of okay, but uh, no, keep it real. Keep it real with mm-hmm. me. That's what you need. You need somebody to protect the business at the top yeah. that can I, walk around and be the face of the yeah. company. Yeah, and I find I'm more of a fan of that style too. And I see it coming in the indies, but uh, for a while I stopped watching wrestling. I, I watched it when I was younger. And then just in the past four years, somebody sent me a New Japan match. And I'm just like, oh my God. But it was what you yeah. were talking about. Like, they have like guys like Yuji Nagata and Shibata, and they're just like they don't know who's gonna win. Yeah, and it's just they have a realism like they yes. you can tell they actually like train MMA and like that's what you do yeah. too. And, and then I, afterwards, you're like, I really don't think those guys liked each other. Yeah, and that's what it is, man. I don't make friends. I keep telling mm. these guys, I don't make friends in the wrestling business. I don't. I'm not an asshole. I'm the nicest guy you ever meet. But I separate myself from my business right now, and I have for some time. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to the, like, like I, I just separate myself because 
there's a mystique around me that people don't un- don't know, yeah. don't understand. It just kind of fuels your art form of being a killer, you know? <laughs> but that's what I do. I train all the time. So my shit's real. I will fight you in the street or I will fight <laughs> yeah. you in the cage yeah, or yeah. I'll fight you in the in in the in the ring. But I'm a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will fuck with your mind, man. I love it. You're the you're the walking yin yang. That's, that's healthy, man. You gotta let out the aggression. You also gotta like enjoy life and everything. But, yeah, even you can tell by uh, your match tonight. Like, I just want to say for Smash, like every match was so special and awesome. different this evening, and yours was wicked because it started off like an MMA fight. Yeah, was like crazy. Like you had like the kung fu master versus <laughs> you, who was like more all rounded type of thing. Yeah. And you guys are swinging. He's like doing roundhouses. And, yeah. Oh, and, I love it. And, and, and you know what? This is this is the thing. And I tell you what, this yeah. happens every time. And if you know some of the wrestlers, they'll say this. Nobody wants to go in the match after a match that the crowd is chanting, match of the year, match of the year, holy shit, holy shit, Mm -hmm. this is awesome, this is awesome. They did that before our match. Yeah, yeah. And most guys were like, fuck, put put somebody, just put some stupid match in between ours so the crowd can forget about that so they can come back. It's kind of a brain reset. And I was like, no, because we give them a different product. Yes, yeah. I'm giving them a different product than what they just saw. They saw an excellent wrestling match, and the show was incredible. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the crowd was the energy of the crowd was like insane. Like it doesn't matter how many people there; it matters the energy that you get from it. And that crowd was insane. So I was I, everybody else. Anybody else would have been like, oh, I don't want to go after that match. I was like. Put me on. Yeah, yeah. Put me on. <laughs> because they're just about ready to get off. <laughs> I'm going to ride them a little bit yeah. more and then get them off. They're getting, gonna, they're getting cold. I'm going to warm them back <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're spent because when you get through a roller coaster, it's like you're adrenaline rusting. Boom. Holy cow, that was an incredible match. I have nothing left. Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you back up. I think that's a beautiful attitude you have, too, because sometimes people like... Uh, They'll think, oh, my God, that was a killer. How are, how are we going to follow that type of thing? And it comes off in your energy as you make yeah. your entrance yeah, or whatever, they and they're feeling nervous or whatever. So it's the best thing to do is just get amped and like, yeah. okay, we're going again yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And it's a true professional. Yeah, and that's how you get to work. I mean, if you're, if you're in, in the right group, you guys should have, try to outdo each other, but in, 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 a, in a very creative way, in a, in a way of not being competition. It's more like... Um, when I when I was in college wrestling, we would go to tournaments and, and I was I was really successful in college wrestling. Yeah. I won nationals my sophomore, junior, senior. And then it got to the point where my whole team came up to that level. So my junior year, we were like going to tournaments, like setting records. Like we would have like six guys in the finals, six um, champions at a seven weight class. It used to get crazy. And my coach used to give an award and he used to say, Whoever got the highest, whoever did the best in the tournament would get like whatever they wanted for dinner and then we'd all win it so he's like damn everybody gets it so who would ever do the best who would ever get the outstanding wrestler it's raising that bar so we we were we were so tight as a team but we were raising the bar trying to compete with each other i was like man i can outdo all these guys and they were all thinking that so we would just like go on a mission to tear through and that just makes the best show so it's like that friendly competition between everyone. And I think that that's the way wrestling is going right now. Mm-hmm. Across the board. I'm saying across the board. Yeah. From Ring of Honor to, to Impact to WWE to all these independents. I mean, this show tonight 
was at the same level of everything that I've been on before as far as the energy level. So I'm saying wrestling itself is coming up because just like you said, it wasn't just our match. The match before mine, I'm telling you, they were chanting, this is awesome, match of the year. The match after theirs, they were chanting it. And then we went back to some of the first matches. I was like, man, this is awesome. And then that crowd, man, wrestling business, it's a good time to be in the wrestling business right now. Oh, it's in And it's a greater time to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's... it's. Yeah, like, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but, like, every fucking match... I said this every time I brought somebody in because they were all in different matches, but each one was a whole different journey, story, and I've never seen that with, like, an indie show before. I've never seen it before. Indie show is just a spot fest. Yeah, yeah, usually. Oh, you're just a dive, and you're just this, and you're just that, and you're just this. No. This was was different. It was Mm -hmm. different. It was a really cool deal. Yeah. They have a good thing going here. Yeah. One thing you were getting me amped up for talking to me over there was uh, when you were talking about mixing the realism with the the professional work type of thing, too. Yeah. And uh, also being yourself and going with that. Right. And uh, you said you got, like, a a bunch of advice from Vince as well. Vince Vince told me that. And, and, you know, I think it's a cliche that a lot of wrestlers use. I don't know. But he he told me I kind of didn't understand. But then later on in my career, I understand. He said, you have to be you, but just turn the volume up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah, I get it. No, you don't get it. No. Because um, what we try to do is we try to play a character that's not us and turn it up. What you have to do is more internalize and find out who you are. Because I was always at the beginning, if you would have saw me, big, jacked up black dude. So what am I supposed to say? I pity the fool. Yeah, that was me. That was how they yeah. were writing for me because that's how they thought that I was. But that's not how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. No. So. Some of the people that I talked to with him, that I'm, I'm a Heyman guy. Yeah, so yeah. He was, he was one of the ones that told me, he goes, he goes, no, you're, you're not that. And it, what was cool about him, and I'm going to tell you a quick Paul Heyman story, and then I'll move Oh, past that's it. awesome. I love Heyman. So, <laughs> yeah, go nuts. so I, I, was, I was in OVW, and Paul Heyman came through, and he was like, um, he, they brought him on as a writer for OVW. Okay, so were you thinking ECW2 is going to happen? or What was going yeah, on? Yeah. But um, Paul called me up. After after the first practice, he said, let's go eat breakfast. And we we went. I went and ate breakfast with him. I sat in breakfast in like this little um, village inn or whatever. But we sat there for four hours. I didn't wow. realize the time moved so fast, but we talked. And then um, and then he started writing the show. And then quickly after he started writing the show, I was put on on the road. I was on the road at the time. And I think part of which is because he excelled my character. And I, and I was like, and when he came back on the road and he was doing his deal and then we were both on together, he was like, how can I write with you? And I don't even know who you are. He oh, said, wow, yeah. those four hours, I, f- I figured out who you were. So I, it was e- easy for me to write if, you, if I know who you are. And that's the same thing with wrestlers. It's easy for me to play Bobby. I've been doing Bobby for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not easy for me to do Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. I could try to do it. Yeah, yeah. I beat the fool, you know. But it's not going to come across right. Yeah. I so, f- so my character now is like, is like, what? This is how I try to avenge my character, and this is how, how I how I play my character. I play my character how people think I am. Mm-hmm. And not with the Mr. T, I pity the fool, because people got to know me a little bit more. So I play my characters how people would be if they were me, but they would still have to toe the line. Okay, so like 
I remember Tommy Dreamer came to me. He was like, man, if I had a body like you, I'd walk around with no clothes on all day. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Those are the kind of things that people say to me. Yeah, so yeah. I have to like take all of that in and put it in. So when I start talking to people and I walk out in the ring with people, it's comfortable for me because I'm like, what would they say if I'm standing in front of you right now? I would say, look, man, there is just no opportunity for you to beat me. I am that much better than you. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much you want to build these people up, at the end of this match, I'm going to whoop your ass. That's period. And I can say that to a lot of people. Yeah. And we can go back and forth and back and forth. And, and it, I can mix it up a little bit more. But it's real. And I said that, and I was telling you before, I, I had a press conference with one of the guys that I was having a feud with. And it was right at the time that Conor McGregor put out this little whole deal that I'll, I'll bitch slap any one of these WWE wrestlers or pro wrestlers or whatever he said, mm-hmm. little shithead. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I said, you know what? The person that holds this title not only has to has to um, defend this title against everybody in the wrestling business, but he also has to defend against anybody that comes against the wrestling business. And I said, this little fucker Conor McGregor came out and said he was going to bitch slap every professional wrestler. He's not going to bitch slap me. No. But yeah. is he going to bitch slap you? Throw you the ball and see what you do with it, but that's real shit. <laughs> so, so it's fun. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. It gave me goosebumps, but uh, but it's uh, professional wrestling, so you got to roll with it. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's it's so amazing with your MMA background too, because that probably gives you the confidence to be like, no, I know I can fucking whoop this guy's ass, and you have that conviction in your voice when you're doing a promo or like even if somebody gives you kind of a light script of the direction you're going to go in an angle as be like okay yeah yeah you want me to say i'm going to kill him and put it in your own <laughs> words and yeah. just run with it i'm good yeah yeah <laughs> i get it i'm good yeah so how's the whole experience with uh like uh tna just recently changed the global forest now right um i i guess yeah yeah i don't know um <laughs> like uh does has there been like a big impact on how you do your things or no? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're professionals. That's yeah. the one thing that he told me here. He was like, I cannot believe that you went that hard here. So that's the thing about impact. And the reason why I like the guys in impact is because before, you know, when there was like issues that were here and there, now there was, let me clear this up. There yeah, was yeah. never an issue of whether we were going to get paid. There mm-hmm. was never an issue of that. Yeah. It's, it's just who was supposed to pay us. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it at that, because I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, he wasn't paying." He, it was like, "Who was supposed to pay?" Because who really owned it? Like Dixie is not struggling with no money, okay? Billy Corgan, no money. He, everybody's fine. They're, they're okay. Yeah. We just didn't know who was going to be in charge. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So now that we know, and we're actually working with someone, um, they're fine. They're great. And and what I say as far as the talent is when we were having that whole miscue mis, mis of who was supposed to be doing what, we were all busting our ass. There was no way. The guys weren't saying, well, I'm not going to fucking do that because I'm not going to hurt myself when I don't even know if I'm going to get paid or if I didn't get paid last weekend, so I'm not going to do it. No, we were going even harder because if you go back at that time, start looking at some of those matches. We were doing some crazy shit. We were doing the same stuff that we are doing today. <laughs> we just never stopped, and we just kept going and, and increasing. The wrestling business is, is like is like the fight business. That's why I like the two. The same people that were winning back in the days are not the same people that can win today unless they evolve their game. 
mm-hmm. and the game is evolving and everybody has to evolve yeah, with continually you changing and you cannot be that's why the only people that were like brock brock survived because brock was doing shit before that he shouldn't have been able to do he's a big big dude he can't do moonsaults off the top and different things like that he was doing that back then yeah so yeah. now he can work with anybody today and that's the difference between the big guys. The big guys have to evolve. They have to change. So are the little guys, because the little guys have to be a little tougher. Because you can't just be, ooh, I want to make cool moves. you got to be a tough, cool moves. That's what you're going to do. So the game's evolving. If you can't follow with the evolution of wrestling, then you're going to get you're gonna get washed away. Yeah, true. Okay. And uh, before I stop holding you hostage here, I'm going to send you to the party. <laughs> but uh, I got one more question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you work with like some of the best in the entire world, and... Who has been your favorite? Nah, uh, like even I can't do that. I mean, even like uh, there's style wise. There, there's there's no favorites, but yeah. I want to put like people that were really, and there's going to be a list. Um, one of the people I'm going to put really high on that list is Fit Friendly. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> the OG. He is. He yeah. does. It's it's about um, our business of wrestling. Sometimes people say, "Who's the best wrestler?" Okay, who, who's the best wrestler? If we just went in there, it's, it's wrestling. So if you put me up against her, ding, 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 and we go, and whoever gets pinned is the winner, whoever gets choked out is the winner, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be probably if the one, number one. <laughs> so that's not yeah. what wrestling is about. It's about now you go back to who's going to put on the best show. Is it who's the best show? Then you're going to have like a whole bunch of names thrown in the, into, into the barrel. But then you gotta you got to take both of those, take the two, and then average them out. That's that's who the best in the business is right now. So um, it's who can do the show plus the realism and put it together. And then to be able to let the crowd understand that this is professional wrestling, but this is real. Yeah, yeah. Fitz up there, Booker's up there, Umaga's up there, Drew's up there, Kurt Angle's definitely up there. Um, EY's up there, Austin Aries. Yeah, shout out to EY. <laughs> Bobby friggin' Rude is incredible. Landstorm. I mean, there's just so many people that I was at JBL that I had an opportunity to get in the ring with and then just kind of like held my hand and set me up there. Um, there's so many different people. I pick everybody's different style and try to mix them all up. But there's there's too many people to say one person is is the person, Bob Holly. I mean, there's so many different people that I can list off right now. Even some of the people that I just jump in the ring. Um, El Patron, we just work instant magic. I mean, there's so many different people. It's like dance. You never know who you're going to dance with. You just got to learn how to dance really, really good and, la- and and learn a whole bunch of different styles of dance because you don't know if he's going to be a salsa dancer, yeah. <laughs> a <mango laughs> dancer, a two-step, <laughs> a hip-hop. You don't know. So you got to learn all these dances so that when we start dancing, we can dance. Mm, so, yeah. So whoever had, and so I like different dance styles. So I like this dance style, like that dance style. I've done IGF where we were doing complete work shoots against guys that never even pro wrestled before. Ooh, wow. Um, so are they like kind of like MMA background, complete, like going well, nuts at you? K1 or? guys. Oh, like, yeah. We yeah. had like Bob Sat, Peter Art, <sighs> Drum LeBanner, Ray Cepho. Never been in a pro wrestling ring ever. Josh Barnett that has a little bit of mix. So yeah, he goes was, back and forth. Yeah. yeah, I was thrown into all those groups, so we were having to basically put together matches that were work shoots against, and you had to use different styles. Like Mike Bailey's style is different than everybody else's style. <laughs> he didn't try to suplex me, body slam me, clothesline me. He didn't try any of that. No, he's <laughs> trying to kick your head yeah, off. His <laughs> little off. spin kicks. So and, his whole match yeah. is basically trying to kick my head off, and he has a huge arsenal, so it's completely different. So you got to have the versatility to be able to go against anyone. 
I could do it. I fought. I, I did professional wrestling. I went down to Mexico. I went to Japan. I went to everywhere to touch and be around with everybody. So it doesn't matter what you want to do. I can roll. Well said, <laughs> man. And thank you so much for sitting down with me. You're probably you're one of the nicest and at the same time one of the scariest people I've had on the show. <laughs> and I want to give you a big cheers. And yeah, yeah. Uh, next round's on me. Yes, thank yes. you, Bobby. I'll beat you up with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> This place is this is this place is really cool. Yeah, this is I don't know, this has been like a little fun thing for me. Like I, I started it's just like a hidden gem. Yeah, it's uh keeps growing too and getting bigger names in here. They do acoustic sets. They had like yeah. fucking Sam Roberts in here before he oh, rocked yeah? the ACC and That's like, awesome. Yeah, it's just and I, uh and I got, and I got Bobby Lashley walking around. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking <laughs> incredible, man. Like I can't complain. It's yeah. a good environment and Super yeah. Cool. It's fucking awesome and I just had my first smash experience. That's really cool that you hung out the whole time, dude. That was fucking awesome. It's, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I like all the compliments I got about today's show. Like, don't get me wrong, that was a really good show, like mm-hmm. top to bottom. The card was that card was yeah. off the hook, man. There was like something special, just like in the environment, like the, there was just the feeling in the room. I don't know if it's well, that's going to translate that's, to that's television or what. Too. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I always hope is yeah. like. Stuff like that, because a lot of the thing is the environment, the Phoenix, and then the atmosphere that like the crowd brings too. Like even, I mean, Bobby Lashley was like, "Oh, this place is awesome, man!" Like it's just it gets so rabid in there. It's yeah, incredible. and he just had that awesome speech after, and it was just yeah, like, like uh, I, was we were, I love I was, how honest it was. Minutes, yeah, <laughs> 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 he said like he was talking and talking, the crowd kept coming up and up and up, and finally he goes, "This place is fucking awesome." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, <laughs> But like I love how he was honest with the crowd. He picked up the microphone and was like, yeah. "You know what? This is my, my day, day off. off. Yeah. I didn't want to fucking come here. I'm going to wrestle this guy. I'm not going. He looks like a bum. Yeah. And, like, and then they like, had the match. It was sick. Yeah. And then he was like, "Dude, he's like, this guy should just be on television. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, all you fucking guys. Well, you are on television now, thanks to the Fight Network. Yeah. and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the people know. Can you uh, Smash- state your name and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Braxton Sutter. Uh, I have a contract with." with Impact Wrestling, and then, yeah, but, I mean, Smash Wrestling has just taken off, and now Smash Wrestling has started on the Fight Network in Canada, too, which is the coolest thing ever, because, I mean, I I always like to think of things, like, as a wrestling fan, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Thursday night on the Fight Network, you get to watch Impact, Global Force, and then right after is Smash Wrestling. Yeah, which is, it's it's it, a perfect it's, like little slot. This yeah, it's in a and, very and, cool slot. And Smash is cool because it has that cool like CD like underground kind of feel. Yeah, I almost like I haven't felt like an environment with this show like since like ECW type of. That's days. exactly like, what you say. It's like a very ECW kind of. Feel. Yeah, the crowd like they know everybody. They have yes. chance. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the crowds because that was the whole thing with ECW too, right? It was like mm-hmm. the crowd was as big a part of the show as like everybody else, and yeah, Smash and, it, it creates the same. thing thing like but it's like it's not just here in toronto like they do a show at the london music hall it's the same thing and they have like a rabid following that just you think you said they know everybody it's awesome yeah that's fucking awesome it's it's cool. i can't it's stop great. saying that no, like, like, I, like I, said, I mean tonight's still show, like tonight's i wasn't show. even in the ring and i'm like all like jazzed up no, like, i mean the, op- the, yeah. the opening match with kevin uh, kevin bennett like rap concert which turned into like a four-way oh, they, they did that so well it was incredible I, I can't say i mean kevin bennett is from my area buffalo new york and he's mm-hmm. like i can't say enough good things about him how good he's getting and then in the second match you had greed did a speech where he's crying 
and you know, and then there, and then yeah, so many chair, emotions chair, and chairs match and into a tables match, and then for me personally, it was like we knew like okay, they've seen a lot and they've seen chairs and brutality and tables, and it was like me and Mike kind of do more of like a comedy, goofy, hokey kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, I think that was my match of the night. Yeah, and we're, we're, it was. Know, just... And we're taking back bumps into like ribbons, which are supposed <laughs> to be like tacks. And, yeah. You know, the, you know, we're doing suplexes into boxes full of balloons. And, and I just couldn't fucking stop smiling. And shout out to yeah, Sebastian yeah. Suave. Yeah. <laughs> he's, dude, he's in here topping off your beer and everything. But. I, 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 honestly, I just can't say enough good things about Smash Wrestling. And what they, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> so cool, man. And, not, like, and honestly, like now, <laughs> and now like, like Smash isn't cool enough right now. They've... They've gotten the, the cool venue of the Phoenix right in downtown Toronto. Because that, that's the funny thing I always say about wrestling, too, is, like, guys are like, oh, I have a show in Toronto. 99% of the time, it's on, like, the outskirts of Toronto. Yeah, it's like an Etobicoke or Scarborough. Like, you're never actually in the city. Like, this is actually in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got the cool venue. And, like, and now, like, literally, this after-party spot is, like, I just walked in. They're playing '90s hip hop for the past half hour, and I'm like, "This place is incredible!" Like, because uh, yeah. it's, it's like I always say, like for rest, for wrestling after parties too. Like, you, you have to have food, and like as long as the music's not loud enough where everybody can talk. Yeah, because you're gonna want to talk about the show. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. there's nothing worse than when the music's so loud that you, you're just staring at each other and you can't talk. Like, I mean, this is the perfect environment. This is a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm, I am. I'm happy you guys are here. And I want to know a little bit about you. Like, Please. when did you start wrestling? Uh, I asked Sebastian wrestling. this I've question. I've been wrestling yeah. for almost 20 years. Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, started, uh, I started training in 98, and my first match was in 1999. Oh, cool. So did you just start going to a school? Or yeah, I had... graduated high school in 98. Uh, I took, me and my best friend took a year off. We saved up money, and then we moved to Les Thatcher's main event pro wrestling camp in Cincinnati, Ohio, and trained to be wrestling. We trained for about a year, and then we had our first match. Wow, wow. And yeah. Still going strong. And I, I can yeah. tell you're like, you're a vet. Like, because like, with your match, too, it had like a certain like s- smart psychology to the I whole so. thing. Yeah, like, even though like it was like goofy, crazy, like yeah. gimmicky, there was like a story being told. I, and, the whole thing there is yeah. like, as long as we believe, then everybody else will believe too. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I don't know. That's a main. That's a main key part. Yeah, I think I know right now. Like I've noticed with them being on the Fight Network, they're picking and choosing different matches to be on TV. Yeah, and I really hope yeah, it's usually about two, three matches an episode. Yeah, I really hope that one makes a television because Seb has already been talking. <laughs> yeah. Like he's even said he's like, if if not, like I'm just putting it online for free or something. Yes, because- <laughs> please, Sebastian. I just need to share it with people. Because <laughs> like, like, I, I went to the show today by myself too, and I texted amazing, my buddy who's like a wrestling fan. I'm yeah. just like, I just saw like something I've never seen before, <laughs> and I can't stop smiling. Yeah. And like, uh, to me, that's the yeah. coolest thing. Like you said, like, well, as soon as we got to the back, Sebastian, the first thing he said was, he was like, dude, there was people in the crowd like grabbing each other and shaking. They were like so excited and having such a good time. Yeah. And for you to say that like, you can't stop smiling, I was like, that's that's like a great feeling. And like, then it turned into a sing-along at the end. Yeah. I mean, and- like, like, I'm not trying to like just, you know, talk about myself here, but it's like, yeah, I mean, we had a standing ovation at the end of it and they were playing 
I just want to say turn around, but I know that's not the name of the actual song. Yeah, uh, people know I like turn, turn around, around every da, 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 now da, 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 da. and then. Yeah. And, it, and if you can believe it, people listening at home, it incorporated with the match perfectly. Yeah, like was, yeah, I can't do its justice saying it, but like <laughs> yeah. how it ended with that song. Well, and like, the, funny, the funny, the funny thing is, I said to to Sebastian too was, I mean, he told me that whole thing. He was like, "You're gonna try to leave." Uh, we're gonna play this song. The crowd's gonna start singing along. This was months ago, mm-hmm. and then I, and I, like as soon as I got to the back, I was like, Sebastian, everything you said happened, and like, but I just didn't know it would be to that magnitude, to where I mean, they like said the whole crowd was standing. They were doing the wave while they were singing, and it was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like. Like cry laughing, yeah. but I couldn't tell if I was crying just because I was laughing, <laughs> or it was also beautiful because the song was playing. Like, yeah, it's turn a, it's around, also, it's also a beautiful and, song. and you guys are crying and hugging, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, like oh yeah. my I mean, god! Like, the, you know, the whole gimmick is that our tag team was about to break up, and then we got back together. It was, yeah, it was like it was like a real moment. And, <sighs> I mean, that's I, for me in wrestling. That's the whole thing is you're, you're creating moments, and that was that was definitely a moment. Well done. That was definitely a moment for me. I've never. I'm just seen... glad you had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I and like doing this show too. Like I want to pick like a bunch of your brains, but I don't want to keep talking about myself. But I find like I just keep being like, oh my god, and I felt that was so awesome because yeah. like I'm just on like such a high after that show, and like I, I couldn't too. imagine like what you guys feel like putting in your heart into it, and like every match was good. The crowd was phenomenal. Well, that's what that, I mean for us too. That's not to keep talking about my match specifically. No, no, please but, do, please do. When, I'll know, get the other guys in here. Like too, we've, uh, you know, when you've invested that much time, because a lot of the reason that works so well too is that Sebastian and Smash have built that story over time at that venue in front of those fans, and that it, you know it all paid off. Yeah. Tonight. So it's it, it, which is really cool for us is when you've invested that much time and effort into something, and to have it pay off. 10 times what you expected Mm -hmm. that's a great feeling yeah it goes back to like when I said like a lot of it reminded me of ECW maybe not like with like barbed wire or whatever but storytelling like you could tell you guys did did it over weeks Dreamer and and Raven and all you know what I mean Mm -hmm. they did the same thing yeah and not even like in your match and other matches too there was just like a lot of storytelling and yeah I mean that to me wrestling that's you know we're storytellers that's what we're doing here and it's you know I mean the same thing as movies are the same thing you know what I mean it's Breaking Bad You're, you're telling stories is over time and building to something and you get that payoff and hopefully it works out the way you planned. Yeah, definitely. I want to give you a big cheers. Cheers. I'm a new fan. (laughs) Great, man. No, this has been, this, like I said, this spot is treating us very, 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 very well. So yeah. Anytime you guys are up the street at the Phoenix, you know, like after party, yeah, I'll be here. Man. Yeah, super cool. And, yeah. and I know the, the bar is pretty jazzed about it too. Cause like usually Sundays it's like awesome. dead. Ah, and gotcha. so, uh, Good. yeah, yeah. It's a Good. nice like, little I'm not, I'm not, like my wheels are already turning. Like I'm like, okay, we can start coming here after every show. And like, I can have a good time, and like uh, so a lot of times, my my wife wrestles as Allie in Impact Wrestling. Oh, okay, and yeah, yeah. So that's like, awesome. you know, I was like, we could come up here. And we could, she's from Toronto. And yeah, I was like, yeah. Okay, we can start staying overnight and enjoying ourselves. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm not kidding. My wheels are just like turning. Like, this is yeah, this is a really really good time. It's because it's a great way. Like, 
wrestling wrestling after parties are the best. That's and that's a lot of the best time is when the show's over, everyone can go and relax and and talk and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. It's kind of cool too. Like on my end to kind of capture that as well too. Yeah. I think it's like something that people don't usually capture. And I hope I'm not taking you so far away from the social scene. I'm gonna get no, you guys yeah. in for little quickies and stuff like yeah, that. But I, I, anybody here would be you know get anybody in here. They'll have a great. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a cool setup, man. Have a great time. Yeah, much love. So after tonight, what's next on your schedule? And uh, actually, we go to Orlando for Impact Wrestling. We're flying out on uh, Wednesday. Nice. Do and you know who you're uh, going I, all up against? I, all I know is um, Thursday is a live show. Uh, Destination X, and I believe I'm in an X Division gauntlet. Oh shit! Yeah, those then, are hype as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's something. I'll tell yeah. you that much. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the live show on Thursday, and then the way our schedule works is uh, we're also going to film Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday into Monday. And then Thursday will be live, and then the rest are pre-taped. Yeah, and it's all in Orlando, pretty much, right? Yeah, like Orlando the- Universal Studios. But now we I, we just we went to India a little while back. Um, Ooh, we wow! Just, we just did some live events from house shows in uh, New York two weeks ago, and um, I know that they're they're looking to film because we're we're not going back to Orlando till November-ish, but we're they're looking to film some stuff. I think in Noah over in Japan. Ooh, it's nice, nice. I'm a big nerd for Japanese wrestling. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah Mexico and like, yeah, they're looking to do some different stuff. So that's, I mean, that's the whole. I, I like how Global Force Impact is. They're just bringing some different things to the table. You know yeah, I mean? they're I guess Global Force for a reason type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, actually yeah. legit global. Yeah, like, so, exactly. like Like a brand like a WE that'd be like, oh, we're the world, but it's uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. like US, and maybe you'll have a couple guys like yeah. a guy from a UK, but like yeah. yeah, it's cool seeing like Impact and Ring and Honor and New Japan kind of just travel the world and this pick is... like from every corner and like it's bro, like, I can go forever. This is such a good time in wrestling right now. Oh, it's yeah, amazing because. There's just so much content and so much good shit going on. Yeah, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> Bobby Bobby Lashley, Lashley is heckling like, us. Like I need you in here too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, there's just there's so like I I actually started doing some training in my area with some young guys. I told it's like guys, this is yeah. such an amazing time to be in wrestling. You don't know how lucky you are. This is really cool. Yeah, much love, man. And where can uh, people like find you? Uh, you got Twitter, everything. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. Twitter is at Braxton B R A X T O N. Sutter, S-U-T-T-E-R, at Braxton Sutter on Twitter, and it's the same, at Braxton Sutter on Instagram. All right. Thanks again, Braxton. Thank you, ma'am. Cheers. Cheers again. Thank you, Have buddy. a good time tonight. Something about the vibe tonight too that I haven't felt like at an indie show before, and it was like a real strange buzz. Yeah, they were just very appreciative of everything, and everyone just into like everything we were doing. Yeah, yeah, cool. And like your match was incredible, like the fucking kick it off and everything, and it was a good start. Good start. Yeah. When when did you start wrestling? Uh, I started wrestling in two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of stuck, sort of in like a tag team for like. About three, four years at that point. Mm-hmm. So no one really got to see like anything I could do on my own. And I was kind of like typecasted as a tag team wrestler. So yeah, I couldn't yeah. really get around to much promotions unless I had a tag team partner. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until like 2000 and 
like 11, 12 that I kind of really started going out on my own and people kind of started seeing what I can do and I'm kind of capable on my own. Yeah, so that's yeah. when my, my career kind of really took off from there. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting talking to you right now because uh, you just seem like super calm and collective. But earlier when I saw you out there, <laughs> you were kind of a fucking beast. And like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It just like... It sounds kind of corny, but there's like a switch you kind of hit before you go out through the curtain. It's like as soon as you open the curtains, there's like a switch you kind of hit, and you just kind of change. It's into like, like now it's time to go. Right. And uh, yeah, can you can you let the people know your name, uh, like too as my well? My actual name, yeah, or like both actually, name uh, and gimmick. My if, wrestling if, name is yeah. Brent Banks, and yeah. my real name is Brenton Levy. Okay, cool. Where did the Banks come from? Because it's kind of cool. Like I I noticed somebody, I saw somebody with your T-shirt, and they had yeah. like the money on it, and I didn't even design that shirt. <laughs> It was just some like like I guess my there's some high demand on t-shirts for me. Mm-hmm. Some people just got angry that I didn't have shirts, so they just made their own t-shirts. That's actually a, a good sign of success where you yeah, don't even not, have merch and people are actual, like, we need your merch, dude. Yeah, there's actually some demand for some t-shirts, so I guess I should have some very soon. Or else I'll have some more angry fans making their own shirts. Yeah. But um the bank's last name came from for the longest time I was just Brent B. Like okay. I was given that name by my trainer because oh, I yeah. just couldn't think of anything like better than that. Yeah, yeah. So it was real generic. And then it was just me at home. And a lot of people were like, you, you've got to have a last name. You can't just be Brent B forever. That sounds silly. So it was just me at home like writing different last names like Brent Blake, Brent Blair, Brent Banks. I'm like, Banks, money. That's easy. Let me just go with Banks. Yeah, Banks yeah. kind of had the best ring to it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of working for and me. And you kind of got like a swagger out there too. Did that come like after the name? It's like, yeah, I'm oh, Brent that Banks. Was, that, was, no. yeah, that was way after when I like actually told people that it was Brent Banks. Yeah. And they were behind the name Banks. And it was like, okay, people are behind it. I have some confidence. Now I can have some kind of swagger behind it too. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. And um, I what interested me too, like, uh, or what interests me in like uh, wrestlers too is like kind of like how you come up with your fighting style, how to say, because you can do anything out there. And uh, what what inspired you to kind of like do your type of stuff? You do like a lot of like aerial type, Um, athletic. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I I try to say that I can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, I I see that. If you were to like categorize me, I guess I'd be a little more of a, like a high flyer, but I guess it's just the style that I really like related to watching on television, like Mm -hmm. like Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. It's just... The guys that I like, I guess I liked the most in the ring is what I just, off of memory, like, these are the guys I like. These are the moves they did. Like, I want to be just like them. This is, they brought up an emotion in me that made me like wrestling the most. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I relate to the most, and that's what kind of comes off of my style. <laughs> and dinner is served. <laughs> and another shout out to Sebastian Suave. I'm good, brother. I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this guy, by the way. <laughs> what I've noticed, like from talking to like some of the other guys too, it's uh, they enjoy working for him and Smash, and yep. I feel like you guys have like the reins to be just super creative and just kind of like grab the ball and go as far as you can in a way. Or... Yeah, it's it's easier because uh, Sebastian is he's in it with us too, so he's the type of guy who just he's like. Just as a person, he's very relaxed. He's mm-hmm. very easygoing. 
and the fact that he's like he's like one of us in there. He's not just some guy off the street saying, yeah. "Hey, I want to run a wrestling show." Yeah, it's, it's not like a guy with like a checkbook. He's actually in there taking bumps no, with so you. He understands like, what we're thinking, what we want to do, and the direction we want to go. So he's very like lenient. And he, if we have any ideas, if we want to take it in this direction, he's very open to it. He's the kind of guy if it's if it's if he feels strongly about a direction, he's going to be like adamant about it because he just feels it as well mm-hmm. as a wrestler. But he'll also leave it open to you because. You never know, right? You can take it one direction, and it just works out huge. So he's very open to like any ideas, any way you want to take it, because he's just he's just open to like any idea, and he's very like he's very big on like fresh ideas that like never been done. Yeah, I, I saw that in the show today, like over and over and right, over again, right. like because almost every match. Like. He can't think of all the ideas in his own head, so he's very yeah. open to like anybody else sharing ideas and just making Smash a whole better thing. Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome too. I kind of liked. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away because people can see this on the Fight Network, Smash Wrestling, but... There's a plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to throw them in yep. over and over and over again. But uh, it started off as almost like a one-on-one on one match, I guess your match. Yep. Then somehow it turned into a rap concert and then a fatal four-way. Yep. Like, that's kind of like... And, like, as weird as I... It could sound to somebody as I'm saying it, like, it just flew... Or, like, it just kind of like connected together so well like fluidly (laughs) that's the word i'm looking for but Uh, it was very smooth i mean yeah that was all sebastian's idea as well Mm -hmm. but like the fact that you've the end result is a is a four-way match but just everyone has seen a four-way match before it's kind of the same formula but just getting it into a different way and having a concert in between it just makes it a little bit different yeah and once it's like a little bit different even if it's just the beginning of the match it just like it flicks a switch in like everyone's mind that this is not the same type of four way I've seen. Now mm-hmm. there's a concert in between, so it just makes it completely different from anybody else. Yeah. Even if it just starts with a concert and blends into a typical four way, you always remember the concert part, so it makes it really different than anything else. Yeah, and the and the best is like uh dude rapping was like getting booed and everything and he had like a security guard and one of my favorite spots of the night was when you went behind him took out his security guard but then you kind of like posed as him <laughs> and so he still thought like his guy was behind there and then you yeah. went in and went for the sneak attack oh, that was at that, that point made me he'd smile. already seen two people try to stop his concert yeah he thought his bouncer had everything <laughs> everything planned. i should not have eaten that french fry <laughs> they, they got a little spice to them <laughs> they do shout out to our sponsor the pacific junction hotel you're killing my guests but second uh, plug of the day yes <laughs> um yeah he thought he had everything under control this is with his bouncer but um I thought I would change things up, bounce around with him a little bit. Don't worry, I got I got it under control, Kevin. As soon as he turned around, a boot to his face. And that was a moment everybody like popped when they saw you behind him, and he's just still doing his thing. And people beside me were like laughing. They're like, oh, somebody yelling, "Oh shit, he's gonna fucking lay him out!" And and you did. <laughs> Those are the small things you gotta insert into a wrestling match to kind of change it from anything else. Yeah, and I think it works. Yeah, super creative. And, uh, yeah, after tonight, like, uh, I know you guys are going to be celebrating or whatever. Do you have anything coming up, like, wrestling-wise? Um, well, next week I'm wrestling in Toronto as well. Uh, and then Saturday I'm wrestling again for Smash. And now I'm forgetting the area that we were wrestling in. I believe it's Woodstock we're wrestling in for Smash next Saturday. And uh, just week by week there's always shows. I mean, if you're not wrestling at least every weekend... I go crazy. Yeah. So at the very least, I'll have at least two shows every week. 
That's incredible. You get the itch. And Sebastian is back with another plate of nachos. I was just choking on those fries. <laughs> I got to wait. Post, post, post. <laughs> I love it. Just popping in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's that's good for you. You're consistently getting booked. And yeah. I can tell, like, you're conditioned, man. Like, you're just so, like... Uh, I don't know. It just see you make hard things look really, really easy. If what I think it's a compliment. Yep, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people kind of like laugh at me when like, do you do like conditioning or like anything in the gym? I'm like, no, because the amount of times I wrestle in a week, that's kind of like my conditioning. Because mm-hmm. you can't really train to be in the ring. You oh, got to no. just be in the ring. It's yeah, an experience yeah. that will train you. So I don't really do any kind of conditioning or anything in the gym. It's just mainly just. The wrestling, besides like weightlifting in the gym, there's no really like cardio or, or calisthenics or anything. I kind of just save that stuff for the ring. Mm-hmm. You can't really duplicate that outside the ring anyway. Yeah. But uh, as far as like the acrobatics, it's just, I don't know. It just kind of came to me because I usually get like, were you like like a gymnast or anything? Did you do like, karate yeah. or Are anything? you parkour? Like, did you like do like football or basketball or anything? I'm like, uh, just no, wrestling. I played like football like one year in high school and that was yeah. about it. So, yeah, it kind of just came to me. It was real unnatural, I guess I can say. Oh, that's incredible, too, because you were, like, one of the most athletic people I've seen, like, on the card. And, like, yeah, it's interesting to hear that. It's just wrestling. Like, you just went And I wasn't doing any of that when I was playing football in high school. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, I wasn't, like, backflipping or anything on the field. (laughs) Incredible. So you said you got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, uh, Where can people find you on social media? Uh, Even though, I mean... (laughs) If my friends listen to this, they'll be like, don't even bother. He's terrible at social media. Yeah. But uh, you can find me, I guess, on Twitter at underscore Banks. Uh, I don't currently have an Instagram account, if anybody was looking for that as well. But uh, Facebook is just Brent Banks. Cool, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look up your stuff, too. And I'll, I'll get the station to, to tweet your next show or whatever. Yes. Because I'm do. a fan. And if you're not tweeting, somebody has to, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at it, so. I'm sure I'll get my social media game up some point this year. <laughs> Much love, man. Thanks for talking to me today. No problem, man. Thanks for coming in here, man. We had the endorsement on last week. Oh, okay. And now we have the man behind the endorsement. Yes. Can you state your name and everything? My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, and I am the smartest man to ever be on this podcast. And a big, big businessman, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling uh, Sebastian hey, last week hey. on the show, uh, just I think it's so like entertaining, yet clever to put the advertisements within matches yeah and it's so entertaining that i know of at least one wrestler in ontario who's trying to steal our bit oh yeah shit yeah yeah she's a terrible person oh should we call her out or no uh no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna say her name because she doesn't deserve it for stealing our stuff for stealing our stuff and telling people how much it is of her personality and how she came up with it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Here's uh, an idea. Don't steal from the promoter and the guy managing him for a company you're trying to get work from. 
What a great idea, little girl. <laughs> Lessons. And, that's, and, that's, and now let's move on to other topics. Yeah. I, should, I should probably get you to cut no, that. I, I, that's, that was vitriol. I, I shouldn't let's, Who else should we throw shade on? But uh, that sounds like it was no, deserving. Was, but um, yeah. But yeah. Silliness. Um, you were you killed it today, by the way. It was it was so fun yeah, to then, see your dynamic. And then John Green killed me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You took like this crazy Son of um, a TKO from him. Fucking Son of a how bitch. did that feel? Uh, I don't know. Blacked out for a few minutes. That's just fine. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's. Uh... Son of a mother. Green just gave me the finger. <laughs> the next room. After he gives you a TKO, he's heckling you in your interview. Fuck you, man. <laughs> We're giving each other the finger through. You should see, if you people could see that this was a video podcast. I need to. Why, uh, I oughta. <laughs> We're just we're twenty feet away from each other through a sound through sound booth glass. Just just motherfucking each other. I got to get him immediately after you, and then he can rebuttal. And <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, but dude, like you killed it out there. And I just want to know, like, when did you start uh, getting into the wrestling business? Have you always been like a manager? Did you? When do did any- I start? Yeah, I got into the wrestling business when I was eighteen. Uh, uh, ring announcing some Ontario shows. Cool. So we're talking about um, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been on and off uh, for. Uh, twenty eight years. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So I was I was going to ask you if tonight was like your first big bump, but I'm sure it wasn't. The no, fuck are you no. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> My first big bump. Hey man, that's great. No, I I, I wrestled I wrestled for twenty years in there. So oh okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, look who's late to the yeah party. <laughs> uh, no yeah I but it's for a good thing years. you guys I... are getting new fans like myself yeah and... absolutely yeah. listen I'm not. Um, well, I'm giving you a hard time. Oh, it's okay. You're allowed cause to. Because you're, you're interviewing me, and yeah, a good yeah. journalist would know these things already. But mm-hmm. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> You know, but, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm winging it tonight. Yeah, man. but no, it's it, it's fantastic. Uh, the growth of Smash Wrestling uh, since its inception, and especially uh, in this calendar year, to, uh, to now uh, be drawing consistently hot crowds, to be able to do that in more than one venue uh, throughout yeah. Southern Ontario and 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 you know throughout Ontario, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to now be on uh, national and international television through the Fight Network, uh, following uh, with a, you know with a lead in like uh, uh, Global Force Wrestling's impact um, to have that's a. Um, it's a destination show for some people, you know, for for those loyal fans, and uh, to have that as a lead-in to you know to have that show roll into ours and to be able to give them on a weekly basis another hour of really high quality professional wrestling, um, you know, it for uh, for a promotion. The, the 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 size and the age of Smash Wrestling, incredibly uh, young promotion, to um, to have garnered that kind of faith from the people at the Fight Network because mm-hmm. uh, they're not in it to lose money. Yeah, definitely. So they s- must see something in our product 
to give us a primetime slot and, you know, and, and, and say, we think you're going to maintain that audience and draw on a new audience. That's, that's fantastic. And it, 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 it's, uh, it's all due to the continued hard work of, uh, of a small group of, of really passionate people who, who are uh, running this promotion. And I'm just, I'm grateful that, you know, after uh, the years I've put in on the independent circuit and on, you know, I've been lucky enough to be on TV here and there in a few countries uh, to what is basically the twilight of my career, um, be able to contribute something to uh, to Smash Wrestling has been great. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. And uh, I was just saying to like some of the guys to just the energy tonight is something yeah. I haven't felt at a show in a very, very, very long yeah. time. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, big performers get up for big games, right? Mm-hmm. And tonight, uh, Super Showdown 5, which is uh, ostensibly the biggest show of the year for, uh, for Smash Wrestling, that is, you know... That's that's the climax. That's the apex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if 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 that roster wasn't going to get up for that show, they weren't going to get up for anything, and they did. And they put on it was seven fantastic matches. Uh, I'll tell you a little something odd. Um, <laughs> during intermission, a couple of us went uh, a block or so up the street to uh, to grab something to eat. Oh, okay. And there were a couple of people in there who recognized us from the show. And we said, what are you guys doing here? You know, there's still mm-hmm. there's still another half of the show. Yeah, yeah. And they were shocked. They, they It wasn't a joke. They literally thought, this must be the end of the show. There's no... The, the, how do you come up with a second half after that? They yeah, thought, yeah. They thought that they had seen the entire show. That's how good it was. No, like, no. That's obviously the main event. All right. Let's go eat. Yeah, it was insane. And like, we and we sent them back to the building. Fuck. You know. So so and again, that's obvious that that also says to me that it's 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 people who are new to wrestling mm-hmm. to, to have not recognized, you know, the that's uh, it's just intermission. We got three more coming at you. Yeah. So yeah. we sent them back. They were very happy. Because like so. there was like such a high going into that intermission too. Yeah. I could see somebody like, okay, the grand finale, people yeah. going through fucking tables. No, it was an incredible yeah. show. It was an incredible Jesus, show. Yeah. Man, this girl is just on everybody's jock. Oh yeah. You know what? I Hi, saw how her. Are you? I saw Hi. her in here before and she was just at the bar alone. Yeah. And you guys came in the all the fucking handsome wrestlers and this lady is just fucking She's dry humping everybody out. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. She did Did you did you see her when, when Bobby Lashley walked in? No. I felt I didn't, so bad. But I can imagine. I think Bobby might have ran away and I'm gonna be pissed if it was her fault because I <laughs> no, wanted to get Bob, him in. <laughs> Bobby is here. Okay. Bobby is here, but yeah. uh, I mean this girl is uh looking for uh the d i don't know about the d but <laughs> i don't want i don't want to i'm i'm afraid like normally i would just completely go off and 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 have a field day cutting promo on her yeah yeah but uh but i don't know somebody might listen to this and then i'll get in trouble and uh, nobody know, listens because, to my show anyway just because, just because <laughs> one methed out how a nymphomaniac is is uh, is looking to 
looking to score tonight, you know, that doesn't mean that we should like sit here with microphones and recording equipment and make fun of her. There might be something awful that's happened in her life. Or she just might be a vampire trying to sucker somebody back to her hotel room, drain them of their blood, steal their kidney for <laughs> some kind of Chinese aftermarket. <laughs> All I'm saying is that bitch looks dangerous. Yeah. And yeah. The- smile, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the night's still young, so we might find out in a later interview if she's killed one of you or. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Listen, I'm just. Uh, if, if, if Bobby Lashley doesn't make his plane tomorrow morning. All I'm saying is, yeah, we, we already have our suspect. We're going to find this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, this, yeah. went, this went in a weird direction. I kind of love the chaos, though. But so, so how long are you doing, doing this show? Let's I've been doing this show. You. Let's talk about you, you for a minute. You want to talk man. about me, but this is about you guys. Yeah, um, don't worry about me. Yeah, I've been, I know all about me. What, what, what's, what's your deal? Yeah, how long so, you been doing this show? So my fucking deal is, uh, I've been my doing this uh, about a year. Yeah, and um, prior to that, I was a cameraman, mm-hmm. just doing stuff like that, doing lots of different media stuff. Yeah, and as a hobby, like I fell in love with interviews. So this show actually started with me in a little hand recorder in a park. Yeah, and I called up uh, the most interesting guy I know, who's a rapper. His name's Mindbender, and okay. he's he's a rapper porn star. So I'm like, I'm gonna get his story. Oh, and um, listen, I so no so wait, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah. Right, so right. <laughs> so I was doing this show as a hobby. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care if two fucking people listen to this. And as a, I just kept doing these little episodes. And next thing you know, I'm getting sponsored by a bar and shit like that. So well, I like this setup. If if nobody's ever been here to uh, uh, Pacific Junction Hotel, right? Yes. Okay, Pacific Junction Hotel. 234 King Street East in mm-hmm. Toronto, Ontario. Look at me. I'm a professional. Yeah, you are. I'm a radio professional. I just want you to know. Oh, cool. So you're so, like uh, uh, judging my hack skills right yep. here. You're allowed to, though. Swearing a lot. Yeah. Uh, anyways. It's okay. There's no censorship. <laughs> uh, on this right one. in the front of, you know, if you're familiar with, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe uh, as it was in Toronto, they had a Q107 FM, had, uh, had a, a, a broadcast booth on the main floor, you know, in the, in the fish tank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think CFNY had one in the Eaton Center for a while. I don't know if they still do, but basically, there's a there's a fishbowl here where they uh, they have a recording studio uh, right in the front of the club. You come into the bar and uh, and you may well be seeing a podcast being recorded or some mm-hmm. such thing. It's uh, it, it's really fascinating. And then if you're the interview subject, you see now he's smart. He's got his back to the window, so he's not distracted. I, see, my early episodes, you know, I yeah, I, I, know, I know, I'd got, be talking about back, that girl out there. Yeah, you I'd be like, back to the window. Oh my god, Bobby Lashley! And, 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 and in the few minutes that we've been talking, I've been you know I've been exchanging uh, the bird with with John Greed. I'm watching this crazy girl uh, have the time of her life. Uh, there's there's Bobby Lash. I'm looking around. I'm distracted by the. Yeah. So uh, are you having fun though? I'm having a great time. That's all I'm that having... matters, man. <laughs> if I go missing, you know who the suspect is. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but you're enjoying you're enjoying Smash. I'm loving it right yeah. now. Yeah, I've watched. What was all your the episodes. What was your match of the night tonight? My match of the night was. Uh, Psycho Mike <laughs> in the oh, box match. Yeah, that was just because uh, it was very unexpected. Yes, and um, Mike is very unexpected. Yeah, and there were so many emotions in that match. Yeah, like Mike. at the at the end, I didn't know if I was crying because I was laughing or because it was so beautiful. The friendship <laughs> coming together, like 
Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Psycho Mike and, and, and Braxton Sutter, uh, two cool dudes. Or well-oiled machines. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to keep track of all of Mike's tag teams across Ontario. <laughs> but uh, he and Braxton Sutter from uh, from uh, GW GFW, TN, formerly TNA, great tag team. They broke up and they fought tonight. And then after the match, Mike Mike serenaded Braxton and, and let the him know whole I, crowd I, sang. I need you. I need you back. Mm-hmm. And they, it looks like they reunited. That's fantastic stuff. It's a good choice for match of the night. It was, it was a moment. What was yeah. your favorite besides yours? Uh, well, not mine because uh, John Green TKO'd me, but I'm glad we won 3-0 versus him on the big shows. So uh, that's it. I, I think he, he announced that he's taking time off or he's retiring or some such thing. So that's good. It's always good to send a bum into retirement. Screw him. So <laughs> <laughs> always good to send someone packing. Uh, so, uh, no, but my, my match of the night, um, I'm probably, uh, probably going to say the title match, uh, Tyson Dukes, mm-hmm. uh, known him f- since the beginning. He's of been his around career. for a long time. Like, I think I saw my first Tyson Dukes match like 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I saw one earlier than that because he was in the ring with me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe his second or third match. And it was, he was fantastic. Yeah. He was, he, he was amazing back then, too. Like, he's just somebody but stand to, out in my see, memory. Like, to see him now, 20 years later, and see the progression he's made in, you know, as, as a person and as a wrestler, he is a fantastic champion and fantastic ambassador for uh for smash wrestling so it's you know it's good to see him have consistently high quality main event matches defending the smash title and entertaining those crowds so yeah it's good to see yeah it's incredible and it seems like you guys are just going to keep going up from here like there's something special going on yeah i mean you know it's it's a cliche but it's a good one sky's the limit so uh so let's you know for me it's just keep my head down and keep entertaining crowds and and let uh let somebody else handle everything else i just have to i'm i'm lucky at this point i just have to come in do my piece and uh Tell the crowds where the fuck to go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very therapeutic, man. I saw great. you like yelling at people. It's, and, great. Like, <laughs> it's great. I get to go out there. I get to tell people to fuck off to the. I, you know, I, 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 I don't think the camera caught me today, but somebody was booing me, and I reached into my pocket and I pulled out the finger for them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then you know I bailed out of the ring at one point, and somebody was booing me, and I just turned back and I said, "Boo, boo you! You're awful, boo! You're a terrible person." Yeah, it, you said uh, yeah. something to somebody too. I can't remember the exact quote, but you were like, "Oh, you can't do this. You've never done this type of thing." And yeah, it looks like yeah, uh, yeah. I said, I said, I said, to, I said to somebody, I, I, I said, "Who have you ever beat?" Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just it's fun to it's you know it's 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 a great look at this. Look at this. Oh, your mother, nemesis, mother. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> he's outside. He's I out. wish there were. I wish there were a web feed of this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, it's it's fantastic. I love. I look at. I wouldn't still be doing it after all these years if I didn't. You know, my uh, and this is where the old man talks about his injuries. My hip is fucked. My neck is fucked. I, you know, I busted. I busted an ankle in the ring. I busted my shoulder in the oh, ring. Jesus. And, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Concussion one night so bad I was blind for a few hours. Holy fuck! And all these years later, I'm still doing it. Yeah. I can't get out of it. It's like uh, it's like the mafia or heroin. You know, <laughs> it's it's great when you do it. 
it's gonna kill you in the end. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. You're still taking bumps and everything, yeah. and oh, I yeah. love it. It's yeah. it's too uh, it's too good to give up. Yeah. So do what you love, love what you do, man. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Why not? And uh, where can people find you on their cho- your social people media? People can find me. Okay. Um, people can find me in two places in basically any social media setting. Um, because uh, aside from wrestling, I write comic books. Nice, nice. So, uh, so if you're looking for me for wrestling, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram as my name is Kingdom. Uh, if you're looking for any of my comic book stuff, you can find me on uh, Twitter as Aristocrat CMX because comics wouldn't fit, uh, and on um, Instagram as Aristocrats Comics because it fits there. And you can find me through my two websites. Uh, you can find me through uh, kingdomjames.com or aristocratscomics.com. And, uh, yeah, buy some comics to uh, help support my wrestling habit. Cheers, man. Thanks for talking to me. I had a, a blast talking Thanks to you. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, I'm just taking little snippets of all you guys, and because usually I have a sit-down, one-on-one interview. Usually it goes like an hour, hour and a half, where yeah. I'm taking like little ten minutes of all you guys and just kind of doing something different than I usually That's do. Cool. And yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of fun, especially uh, I got such a high off that show. Like it was fucking incredible, yeah. and yeah. And before I just dive into this, like I got this recording right now. To uh, cool. can you tell the people like your names and uh, what you do? Yeah, I'm uh, Scott Hunter. I do the uh, play-by-play commentary for Smash Wrestling. I'm Dustin Perry. I do the ring announcing yeah. for Smash Wrestling. And oh my God, Dustin, I didn't even notice you because like oh, thank an you. hour ago, <laughs> you had a suit on. Yeah. And yeah, 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 you're yeah. just like so. I get that all the time. Where yeah. it's like normally they like Because I work so many different jobs. And yeah. people like bump into me on the street and like, I almost didn't recognize you because you weren't wearing a suit. I'm street like, well, clothes, street clothes, Dustin is definitely is is different. It's yeah, you, for sure. You, you gotta get used to it. Because like I'm a brown guy who dresses like he's in a punk band. And <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, that's yeah. kind of awesome to see you in the suit. Now you're like beyond casual. You got a Batman tank top. Got some bracelets, a watch, and yeah. like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Dustin, yeah, <laughs> Justin, you clean up nice is what I'm trying oh, to thank say. You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how long have you been doing the commentator, to commentating for wrestling or even like Smash? And uh, yeah, like I. I I literally walked into the gig and well, talked my way into it. Like, how long? How long was it now? Like four years ago now? About that. About it was, that. I don't remember. Yeah, it was a long I, time ago. I literally shot them an email and they they told me maybe I'd get a tryout in a dark match. So I bought a ticket for the show. Man bought a ticket. I mm-hmm. bought a ticket to call my first show. Oh wow! It actually it was Dustin that yeah. I did the, uh, <laughs> the the first show with, and uh, I did the dark match with him, and I didn't even meet uh, Seb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seb just walked by the table and says. I still remember this. He says, Dustin, he goes, how was he? Dustin looks, he goes, oh, he's perfect. And then, uh, that was it. And, there, and now you're here. Forever, yeah, four years later. Yeah, he, took, he, he, he actually took my job. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, you were... <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. You were originally at the table before well, you went in the ring? Originally, I was the announcer. Okay. So whether yeah. that was like play-by-play and ring announcer and backstage announcer yeah. and literally anything that had to do with announcing, that was me. So, so you did everything, like just was, running yeah, around? It was and, rough because yeah. I would go in the ring... And do interview and do the ring announcing, and then immediately book it right out of there and sit at a 
what was it, like, air hockey table and call the show? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, it was an air hockey table. And then table. after the show, you were doing all these promos with guys, and, like, I was doing everything. That so sounds we needed Scott. fucking then, exhausting. Right. Like, yeah. we needed Scott. We needed Brad. We needed Alicia. We, like, we needed yeah. all these people to come in and help, because I can't well, do everything. I remember when you when you first came on board, you, you, you got so excited about it. You're like, oh, yeah, you can do this now. You can do this now. And I was, I was like... <laughs> I literally, like, within three shows, I right. start doing all the backstage <laughs> Take you know, half my jobs, <laughs> please. Like, 90% of my jobs. I'm like, I'm walking in there, and uh, I remember my second show. It was, like, a year-end award show they were doing. And Dustin, Dustin says to me, he goes, do you want to host the award show? I said, I, I mean, yeah, that sounds cool. Because at this time, I'm like, I'm still a fan at this point. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, wise to the business or anything yet, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah, like, I'll do an award show. Then I get there, then I realize, like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know what's going on. 100% of the reason why I gave him the award show. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the show ends, and we're tearing down, and Alan says to me, hey, we're doing an award show. Am I okay? What the hell does that mean? Like the Slammies type of thing? Sure. Or, yeah. yeah, like the year-end awards. <laughs> I didn't know what, the, what that meant. So I'm like, I mean, I have so much stuff to do right now, to tear down the ring and all this audio equipment. Like, I don't want to do this. Hey, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I've never hosted an award show in my life. Not that I couldn't do it, but it's like you need some prep or there was anything. No prep, man. There's no prep there was whatsoever. Nothing. But... No one knew what the hell was going on. So I'm like, hey, Scott, do you want to want to do this thing? <laughs> you want to do this? Want to host the award show? And I'm a, and I'm so eager and so excited, dude. Just like anything that throw at me at this point, because I, at this point, I still feel like I'm trying out. I don't feel like this is like my spot yet. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll do an award show. Like I'm literally just saying yes to anything they're throwing at me. Then I get up there and like, okay, just go like tell Alan what your name is. I say, who's Alan? And Alan, someone goes, Alan, yeah, Scott's gonna do the award show. He goes, who's Scott? <laughs> we, I didn't know anybody on the staff. I didn't know anyone on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew nobody. <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable talking to any. The only person I knew I was comfortable talking with was Dustin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just like going to the award show and powders. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. Oh, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> and uh. I kept talking about this in the other interviews, but uh, tonight the vibe was incredible. I haven't been to too many Smash shows, but is this a regular thing for you guys, or was this something special? Or the vibe ever since we moved to the Phoenix has been different. And uh, I I always say, if you take any show we ever did at Franklin Horner and you put the exact same thing in the Phoenix, it's it's just that the vibe is different. Just like that that building has its own atmosphere; it's got its own life to it. But tonight was just another level tonight like it was just like a different vibe because i feel like tonight it was like super showdown is like our biggest it's basically our wrestlemania every year and it was like the culmination of every storyline kind of getting wrapped up and tied up in a nice little bowl and it was yeah tonight the vibe tonight was like i, I don't I, I honestly don't know if we'll ever be able to capture it again i'm sure you will it's like because these fans got the bug you know and hey, if yeah. you guys keep doing what you're doing like they're rowdy, man. They're yeah. rowdy as hell. If we can, if we can pull that off, uh, even one more time, and the whole time we do this, I'm, I'm happy. And hats off to them because a lot of that vibe is—it's all them, right? Like we it's can 100 them. We can put the storylines together. We can say, hey, like this is what we're, we're doing, and this is the word direction we're going. But people aren't buying into it. It's not going to be the same. Yep. And they were with it from match one to match seven. Like they were like every single match, they felt it and they were a part yeah. of it. it it's awesome. one of those things where we can put on things that we think are really good, and we can get crickets. Yeah. And it's it's a hundred percent. If they if they buy into it, then 
that's that's what creates those moments because there's a lot of moments that like the fans create themselves like tonight there's a lot of moments where the whole crowd starts singing like we can't create that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Really start singing. Like, yeah. Like that like, was... we can we can create a moment, but sometimes the fans create moments for us, and like that's so cool. For, like on our side of the fence, to to be able to be a part of to to be able to because that's that's organic. You can't mm-hmm. you can't like manufacture right. That. You can't plan that and say okay, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and then and then the crowd four hundred people is gonna start singing along yeah. to a ridiculous song. Yeah, that's just it. Just happens. Right? It was. I, I mean, it was. It, I was so impressed that the crowd started singing because like I'm pretty sure uh, Rollins sang. All of the wrong lyrics. <laughs> yeah, but the, he's still kind of like you could find, you could figure out yeah, like the, what the song the was. was. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and every match was just so different from each other. Like everyone was yeah. just a different journey experience. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I think the um, the, the guys that, on, on the creative side do so well is that. There's something for everybody. Every every Smash Show there is. Like if if you're a fan of like the comedy wrestling, there that that'll be there for you. If you're a fan of the chain wrestling, that'll be there for you. If you're a fan of the high flyers, that'll be there for you. Tag team, that's for you. Like it's there's literally something in there for regardless of what kind of wrestling fan you are, you will enjoy part of what you see at Smash Wrestling. Definitely. And if you don't get that a lot of a lot of indies, a lot of indies are like, okay, we're Lucha Libre or okay, like we're like an all women's promotion. Yeah, and you see the same style over and over. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But you you only uh, you kind of like um hinder your market that way, right? Because you got to be a fan of Lucha, Lucha Libre to go to a Lucha Libre show. Yeah. But if you're a fan of just like wrestling in general, like oh, like you, and we create fans of different genres because we show them all, all kinds of different genres. So, like, you might be a fan of something and not even know it yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I love the fact that we're able to create that atmosphere. There's something for everybody at every show. It's like buying a box of crayons and you get every color in there. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's the full gamut. You get a bit of everything and you're covered on every basis. Yeah. Definitely. I also felt like I could bring somebody who isn't a wrestling fan to that show. That's huge. And they would have had a blast. It was beyond wrestling. It yes. was like an experience from match and to match to match to match. That's, the, that's kind of the, the vibe. That I tell people this all the time. I got, I got a bunch of friends who are not really wrestling fans per se. But I always tell them, I said, like, what I feel is like any, any show on television, regardless of like wrestling, sports, or like CSI or whatever show people I don't know what the kids are watching these days but whatever shows on TV if you give it three episodes you eventually get yourself invested in the characters in the show mm-hmm. invested in like the story the show is telling you and stuff if you give Smash Wrestling three shows that's what I tell everybody three shows guarantee you you're hooked and you're you're a fan for life because you start getting invested you start to know these characters you start, you start to see them more and more often you start to get invested in who are these people what are these stories you get like my sister hated wrestling hooked on it now yeah she's, she's probably like, like oh what what are you doing i'm gonna yeah, support like, you just she, come out like as a fluke she, she lives, unfortunately she lives too far away now to come to yeah. shows but she's always i get emails every month being like oh what did so-and-so do that like what did, like she wants she wants me to like fill her in on like what <laughs> yeah, she yeah. missed and i was like like who are you like i don't even know you anymore like you're a fan now so but it's uh yeah like that's cool and that's what i tell you like if bring a friend whether it's someone who's a fan of wrestling or someone who doesn't know wrestling at all and it's just looking for something to do on a Sunday night come check it out because it's it's not what you see on TV and it's it, it's a different vibe different feel experience I yeah. do the same thing I had a couple friends come today who aren't wrestling fans or just friends I have from work and I'm like just check it out yeah nice like, what, what did they say after the show to you oh my they loved it yeah they, they were like this is the coolest thing ever because it, 
it's just it was such a, a, a special night tonight yeah. was, and it, it's such a different form of entertainment. Like you, right, you can't. You're not getting this you anywhere won't else. Find that anywhere, yeah. And wrestling in this city is a huge competition. Yes, but with all the there's so many there's promotions so many that from run like, in this city. Yeah, super or, kick. There's lucha. There's right, fucking there's, everything. Or, even just within a within the golden a 50 horseshoe kilometer radius. Within the golden horseshoe, there's 21 different promotions. Wow. wow. Yeah, Which Brad is, showed me that list the other day. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's that's about accurate. That's about yeah. And how do you be different from everyone else? And how do you be better than everyone else? And it's, I mean, everyone's using the same guys for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. the guys who are on our show, generally speaking, will work other shows too. Which but is. it's, how do you take those guys and give them a character and a story that is, is, different. He, is different here? And there's a reason to come here to watch them here. Yeah, and I, and I think like the the one thing that we do so well, like we pride ourselves on, is it with is the atmosphere that we are that we create in, in Smash. It's it's such like a family dynamic. Like it's, I feel like as a fan, if you come into a show, there's not a single fan whose hand I I didn't shake today. Yeah, you know, like on the I in, could see that too, and I even noticed like a, a bunch of you guys were walking around, and you'd see people standing before the show. It was like, hey, you need a chair? We'll yeah. get. An extra roll of chairs for you, and you're talking to each and every person, and it's, and it's just homey vibe. Yeah, because it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I, I like to see, like, uh, like a lot of us, like Dustin, myself, and some people that are kind of like the, the on-air talent. I'm doing air quotes; no one can see this, but the on-air talent. Um, we have to be approachable to people. We should be approachable to people. Like, we shouldn't have people walk in and be like, oh, my God, like, they're part of the show. Like, it's, no, like, we, we, I want I want to be Scott. Like, when you walk up to me, like, I'm Scott. He's Dustin. Do you need a chair? Like, there's, like, I, I, I load the ring every every time we do a show. So, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're the guys in front of the camera, but we're also yeah. like, there, there doing was, all the hard work. There was a guy today that on his way in, he was shaking my hand, and he was like, his hand was shaking because he was, like, so excited. And I'm like... If you're excited to see me, you're gonna like lose your mind when you meet some of these wrestlers. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm nobody, dude. Like, I I, I bartend Monday to Friday. Like, so do I. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm nothing special. But. Yeah, but something special is happening. You guys are on TV now. Like. That's the craziest thing about yeah. it because we are just a band of misfits. Yeah, who love pro wrestling and we do these shows, obviously with a group of a lot of talented people. And this wouldn't be possible because without these people, like we have a, yeah. a, such a core group of like, was it 10, 15 of us who all do different things and it comes together on a show like this. And mm-hmm. In addition to a fantastic roster. But it's, yeah, like uh, I think the, the TV spot is so cool because it's like it's, you're just doing it with a bunch of your buddies. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like we're all buddies and now we're on TV. Like, it's, a, it's a fucking so dream, cool. man. Yeah, like, like so cool. yeah. And it's, uh, I think like there's going to be times where it's going to be like super rough, and I, I'm sure it has oh, yeah. been over the years oh, yeah. too. But uh, if you ever feel like down about something or whatever, just look at this big picture and be well, like. And, and this, the one thing that we all say to each like we like I was sitting down with uh, James Key the other day having some beers, and uh, the one thing we both said like, if God forbid something happened and Smash was gone tomorrow, we'd all still be sitting around drinking beers. And like reminiscing about like the good times that we had, like it's, like yep. that's the cool thing about it is that it, like it's not about any like accolades or accomplishments. It's just we're literally just having fun with buddies, and we just happen to be able to make it this good. Yeah, it's incredible vibes from all of you, and it shows like probably like why the fans want to be there, why bigger names want to work with you. 
why I'm having a blast tonight talking yeah. to each and every one of you. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Like, yeah, absolutely. I got like one sip left in this drink, but but it's cool but it, like, like, when we see guys yeah, come in. So friendly. And and there's yeah. like like Bobby Lashley was here today. Yeah. yeah. The man just bought round of shots. Yeah. And went pound in the back. And the man went back to the bar and bought another round of shots. Yeah. Like this guy fits in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's one of us. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you, you see a lot of these guys. That, like some of the guys you brought in are guys that I watched like growing up. Mm-hmm. I saw them on TV, and, it, and I used to like when I first started. I used to get like starstruck a little bit by by some of these guys, and then now that I'm in it enough, I'm like, oh, okay, like that, that's super cool. Like I like it. I like his work. Yeah, you're peers now, and like it's more yeah. like it's probably more of an excitement to have them on their show instead of like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's here, and like yeah, type of thing. Yeah, it's more it's, I think like the, we're gonna have a good show. Like type I think, of thing. I think the biggest difference that I've, I've noticed between like watching wrestling as a fan and watching wrestling as like kind of like on the inside of, of, of the business now is that I used to get really bummed out when WWE with these guys. Because I'm like, oh, I won't get to see him anymore. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, yeah. Shit, yeah, my, what's his number? It's Tweet him. Do you know anyone who knows this guy? Yeah, can, yeah. Like, we get a line on his agent. Like, yeah. Austin, and that's happened, dude. Like, Austin Aries, so what's up, man? Yeah. Saying, right, like, there's maybe. so many times where someone got released and we're like, okay, yeah. Who's his who's agent? On How this? do we figure this like, out? We How were do we get able, him in? Like, the, the cool thing, like, the, the coolest uh, kind of story from that, we were able to do AJ Styles versus Chris Hero when... Chris Hero was still on NXT television, and Adrian Styles was still the TNA World Champion on TV. Yeah, because both things were pre-taped, but both guys had just been released, and we jumped on that ball. And so it's like, fans are like, "Oh, it's WWE versus TNA," because they're both still on yeah, TV at the time. Happening so like, in your promotion. The, yeah, like the timing could not have been better. But that was like my third show that I called. Oh, that's incredible too so, for you. Like, yeah. yeah, that's so I'm amazing. So like, I've been at this point, and I was like, like my first show was um, was a Kenyusa Classic. So it was our it's our annual all women show, and then uh, my second show, the main event was Chris Hero Lance Storm. So I was losing my mind. Yeah, that's like, solid too. Yeah, calling him, I'm calling a Lance Storm match, and you know? I have no idea what I'm doing yet. I'm still like, I don't like. I, someone pinched me because I can't believe I'm getting, I'm getting called wrestling. I don't know any of these people. Like how yeah. the, how the hell did I manage to get in doing this? And then. The third show, so, okay, boom, yeah, you're doing uh, Styles and uh, Styles and Hero. Oh, okay. Now, it's, bear in mind, back then we're still running in an arcade lobby. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is- <laughs> I called AJ Styles versus Chris Hero from an, on an air hockey table. On hockey <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And like from both your perspectives, like you both have two completely unique jobs like yeah. you can't go to school to be like a wrestling announcer or like what? ring announcer like you can find little like skills here and there but it's something i think you just got to do and get out there yeah and- like i know like uh i went to school for for sports broadcasting oh, yeah i went to school for radio broadcasting yeah, yeah. so so we both we both kind of have like that that in in that sense uh in terms of the training but yeah like pro wrestling it's its Aside own from world. Watching yeah. it from as a kid, that's my only experience in pro wrestling. Was like I watched it on TV, and then. Well, I'm okay, brother. <laughs> no, oh, Sebastian, like, all righty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for me, like, yeah, same idea. Where I went to school for broadcasting, but I also had a background in like I did pro wrestling refereeing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you had been doing uh, pro pro wrestling stuff. For a long time before I was even a thought. You're making me an old man now, but no, I'm just, I'm just saying like, in terms of experience. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you've been doing it for a while, and then uh, yeah, I I came up with I'm just I'm still happy to be just happy to be a part of it. Like it's I I still don't feel like I've accomplished 
anything in this business, and it's it's been like almost five years that I've been doing it for. And sometimes I, I get to look back and like reminisce about matches I've gotten to call or guys I've gotten to call. But for the most part, I'm just I'm on to the next show. I'm on to the next. Show. I'm not even thinking about it. But when I look back, I'm like, oh my god! Like you go through a list of names of guys like whose matches I've been able to call, like Samoa Joe and Cody Rhodes and Bobby Lashley tonight. Like yeah. it's like. That's so cool, but yeah. I, I rarely get to like stop and smell the roses. Yeah, what's beautiful, you're still in the middle of all this, both of you. Right. Yeah, and the the story's not over. That's it. No, it's not. And and like we were saying earlier, if it ended tomorrow, we'd still be doing this. This is this is awesome, though. Like you yeah. look back and like this is crazy that we're a part of this. And maybe to someone else, it's not. But like to us, who are such huge wrestling fans, yeah. Like this is this is all we want everyone to ever want to do. Yeah. Like I went, I went to school for wrestling broadcast or for, right, for, uh, for real broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, for real broadcasting to be in wrestling broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had never make it to the pinnacle, like, well, whatever. Like, I'm still doing it now and having yeah. a blast doing it. I'm doing it with all my buddies. Yeah, that's, that's like I don't know if it ever gets better than this because I you hear so many guys who go up there to the big time and they're like, it's not the same anymore. It's not. Yeah. It's not piling into the car with your buddies and driving to some weird little town in northern Ontario and doing a show in front of, you know, a couple hundred people. Yeah, maybe the camaraderie kind of breaks up. It's not the same, right? I I think, like, for me, like, to reach that next level, it's something I I think at some point in my life I wanted to do just to say that I've done it. Mm -hmm. But then I come right back to this. Yeah. Like, I I think, you know, you do it for the year, you, you try it out, but I think, like, this... You're right. I don't think it. I don't think it gets better than this because it's. It's not. We don't have people telling us what to do, how to do it. We're just a bunch of like. It's legitimately a bunch. Yeah, of you're buddies. here because you want to be here, and it, it just yes. happens to turn into something bigger yes. than yourself. You know, there's a big difference between being somewhere because you have to be and being somewhere because you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. I, I honestly don't know what I'd be doing with my life if it wasn't for Smash. It's a great point. I have no idea. Like what? Because it does take up a lot of our lives, but at the same time, it takes up a lot of our our free time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys are saying you have jobs on the side of this, but I bet like at your day job or whatever that is, you're thinking about Smash, and you're like, oh, I can't wait till I get home and work some more, and like on right, top look, of this, I and... got written up four days ago for being on my phone talking shop with both Smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 100%. Yeah. It's this show gets me in trouble with my job, too. Sunday night, like, I'm drinking with you guys. I got to get up at 6 tomorrow. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but you know what? This is this is my life. Like, wrestling's your life. Like, yeah. I have two other jobs. One, I work in a bar, and one, I work for the Toronto Blue Jays. So when the Jays are at home, I'm there every day. And He's your backup shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be at this point. <laughs> they're on a 10-game homestand right now. So that's 10 straight days of work. Then there's days before the homestand and after the homestand where I'm at the bar. So there is, I think I calculated where it's like 18 straight days where I'm in the middle of right now. Like I'm on day 9 of 18 straight. Wow. And today is like the day off because I booked off for Smash, mm-hmm. which is still work because you're yes. there setting up the ring and then you do the show and then you tear down the ring. And, and then some assholes like drag you, hey, let's do an interview. Yeah, and then <laughs> we're at, now, sure, we're at a bar drinking beer and just having shooting the shit and having a conversation, yeah, right? Yeah. But... Tomorrow morning I'm at work, and then tomorrow yeah. night I'm at work, and it's good. Like that's I went I went in a span where between work and Smash I worked eight weeks, seven days a week for eight straight weeks. Right, and I was like, I like I was like I think every single one of us on staff is we're burning the candle at both ends. But it's if we didn't love it, we wouldn't do it, right? That's the thing. Someone asked me the other day, like, what keeps you doing it? It's like, if you didn't love this, you wouldn't still be yeah. doing it. 
Like, like, oh yeah, a lot of times people say like, what, like, why do you do that to yourself? And my my actual answer is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but point. I keep doing so. I must love it because I keep doing it. But it, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, big cheers to both of you. <laughs> I, cheers, man. Bless cheers, your man. hearts. <laughs> and uh, where can people find you on Twitter, social media? Do you, do you guys uh, do all that shit? <laughs> yeah, I guess we got to plug that. I'm so bad at social media. Like, I don't. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. yeah. But uh, you can find, like, literally, a, so to keep it simple, I yeah. just make Instagram, Twitter, everything is the exact same handle. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, so I'm Scott Hunter, but it's uh, S Hunter Smash, but everyone just calls it Shunter Smash. Shunter, yeah. so nice. That's find, easy to remember. Yeah, you can find me at Shunter Smash on Twitter and Instagram. And I wish mine was that easy. Like it's the same on every platform, but it's just my full name spelled out. But no one knows how to say or pronounce my, or spell my last name. <laughs> That's kind of my which problem is, too. Which is Perry. Yeah, but it's you spell it wrong. Absolutely, I'm not disagreeing with that. Like there is some weird translation. Between Indian and Irish and English and some sort of hodgepodge. I wonder why that would be like a... Why it'd be a mess? Yeah. Between my... And like, there are so many different levels in my family. There's Portuguese in my family and Italian. And it's, it's a nightmare. But it's P-E-R-I-E. So I'm Dustin P-E-R-I-E. Dustin Perry. It's Perry with one R and an I-E instead of a Y. I see like... I, at this point, I, I should probably just look up how to like... Get P E R R Y and it's changed all my. There, there were a couple spots or like a couple of shows we did in the early days when I first started that you were refing and I call I call him Dustin Peary, forever. And I've gotten Peary Peary. Yeah, he like, pulls me aside. He goes, you know, it's Perry, right? Like Corey <laughs> Perry. And I was like, that's not how you spell it. Nope, you spell it incorrectly, sir. <laughs> yeah, sure I'm gonna say it until you change the yeah. spelling. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'm Dustin Peary. How about that? P E R I E. Well, Dustin Perry. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a, a, a pleasure talking to both of you guys. And yeah, you guys are welcome back anytime. Like, this is fun. I'll be back tomorrow then. Fuck yeah. See you then. <laughs> I'll come here every day. Hey guys, Sean cutting in just for a little bit of context. Right now, you're about to hear our final interview of the episode. We are going to jump right into the middle of my conversation with UK's own Mark Haskins. Experiences you end up having just by like trying to chase, like trying to chase something. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's mental. Like yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes too in life, you could like have a plan, and you're like, oh, this is what I'm gonna be when I grow up. This is dude. The and- plan never, never, ever goes to plan. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, my plan was to be a dad when I was forty, and like to have like kind of like the career life first, and then settle down later on in life. Whereas like I was a dad at twenty four. Yeah. In my mind, I was, like, no way ready to be a dad. But by speaking to my own dad, like, he was like, look, I had you when I was 40. And I would have said, like, you know, I could have done with another couple of years life experiences. But then I kind of felt like, well, you'll never be ready to have kids anyway. So, like, by accepting that you'll never be ready, you're readier than what you think you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very interesting. And, like, you said you were picturing yourself with the whole family thing. Right. When did the wrestling come in? So like, um, I mean, are you recording now? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta rock in. So yeah. So I started training when I was fifteen. So I'm 29 now. So it's 14 years ago. Um, 
I started in a juniors class with a company called the FWA Academy, which at the time was um, the place to train, um, possibly in Europe, because they had um, they had facilities that other places didn't have. Do you know what I mean? They had like uh, a gym there that you could just go in and walk, like work out. They had junior sessions. They had senior sessions. Ah, interesting. Um, they were training guys who I would be going to shows and and watching, and you know these were guys who I looked up to and I was like for me this is a no brainer yeah so going there they become your peers automatically type of thing well yeah I I never saw it like that but I saw it like if I want to be the very best I can be then I want to learn from the very best right Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a place that was like 20 20 minutes down the road from me and I was like this has zero track record whereas this place which is two hours away from me if I'm serious about making this this is a place I want to go to Um, and it was the place that like it, it felt like yeah I kind of like replace the word training with torture at times. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they beat they the really, fuck out of you. Yeah, they put yeah. you through it. But like in my mind, I was just accepting of like if I'm serious about making this like you know my life passion, um, then you know you want to get the very best training that you can get, and this was the place to go. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I guess it just like kind of took off from there. And after training, well, how was like your first experience of like stepping in the ring like so i was a referee for a year before i um had my first match uh and i remember during my first match there was this weird moment where i i kind of looked around and it was something that like i couldn't believe was happening because i just like looked around i was like well i'm like wrestling for the first time ever yeah, the dream is alive yeah type of like thing. this is weird like because yeah. you always envision it and then when you end up doing something that you envision it's such a weird experience because you feel like such a mystic or something. Yeah. Like, I've seen this moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like when people like uh, eat mushrooms for the first time or something. And, right. Yeah. Right. James is heckling us outside. Yeah. There's a lot of heckling going on throughout all these interviews, which is pr- <laughs> it's pretty fun though. <laughs> this is what I get for bringing the boys in, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lads will be lads. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you had that moment. You're in the ring, and it's like becomes like a euphoric experience. Did did you like end up like ruining a spot or something from Not that or no I, was just, I just literally just looked around i was like this is weird and yeah. i went and stood in the corner and i was like i should probably do something so i walked over and kicked somebody in the face and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was oh, it oh yeah you guys are here to see me fight right now okay yeah, i was like, like yeah i should probably like do something aggressive right like yeah. and I, and i did but yeah and like I don't feel like that feeling has ever changed with me as well um because you know it's weird like I don't feel like I've changed from being the fan that I was when I was a kid that always dreamt about being able to live the life that I'm living now and like so often I think like we always put pressures on ourselves to you know perfect everything we do and like you know I've never been happy with a single match that I've had like I've always come to the back and I'm being like even if I watch it back and it's something as simple as like I flicked my hair and I didn't like it I'm like oh no like it's ruined yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I'm such a perfectionist <laughs> but like um, it, it, it's so bizarre when you actually take a step back and you look at the life that you live and you're like this is something that if you told me when I was 15 this is what I'd be doing um, 14 years later like I never would have believed it like it, it's such yeah. an insane experience 
experience. It's incredible. And even like yeah. the crowd tonight, like you main evented like one of the best indie crowds I've ever seen. Dude, like, so when I started um, on wrestling shows in the UK, like um, we were in mid recession um, and a good house was maybe like 200, um, like a 300 crowd was like a, a WrestleMania to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and at no point did I ever expect uh, British wrestling to pick back up and, and do as well as it's doing now. Yeah, especially and, like in the past like two years, it's like on fire right now. It's unreal. Yeah. Last night I was in New York and I got to um, perform for Evolve, um, you know, which are one of the top indie companies in the world. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I walked out in front of, you know, 1,500 people for Progress, which is a British wrestling company, um, which have come over to New York, you know, to, to perform. And then they're all going on to Boston today and I'm, I'm coming here to Smash in Canada. And I'm like, this is such a surreal experience you know what i mean that yeah. people across the globe like know who you are and like not only know who you are but like in in gr- great numbers watch you you know all the time and mm-hmm. you're like you you're like you still see yourself as that kid that with the pipe dream yeah and now you're living it and it's such a a weird experience but it's wonderful yeah like, it's nutty too with the way. power of the internet now too because before like give like 15 20 years ago it indie wrestler could travel the world but people wouldn't know him it's like right. oh he's not on WF WCW or whatever but now it's like there's these animated gifts people post of all the wrestlers people retweeting things and Dude. people know you man like, I know. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's terrible because um, you know like uh, I get I get recognized quite a bit like um, and uh, yeah, that's such a cool experience. But at the same time, when like you get home from just doing the groceries and somebody's tweeted you saying that they've seen you with the kids, you're like, oh no, was I shouting at them? Like, you know, was yeah. I trying to be that kind of you know parent was the kid kicking off or whatever? And you're like, I hope that's not it. Joey, you see a gif of yourself like shouting at your kids because they, you know, they've been naughty but they want ice cream still, or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't, you know. But yeah. man, it's it's such a it's such an amazing life to to live, dude. As I'm sure you know yourself, with you know what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um like I wouldn't say like my show is like the biggest thing, but it's starting to crash with like uh, some strangers. <laughs> like I think that's how you know like you're doing something right when strangers like are hitting you up. Like yeah, this is awesome, and it's like building a fan base. But uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm just like in the midst of something special happening dude it's awesome when you get to do something that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and you get to feel like something that you've created in your own mind is kind of transforming in front of you and you get to take that and sort of show that to the world you know what I mean it's, yeah I probably sound like the, like a crazy artist or something no, right no it's great <laughs> you're kind of actually like fitting a lot of the content I have on the show too but right, but like you think back to like how many people that you went to school with or that you grew up with who aren't living the lives that they necessarily wanted to live when they were kids and the one thing that I found is like so many of you know people that I knew who uh, said like when I was a kid like I said I wanted to be a pro wrestler and they were like yeah like that will ever happen yeah. and then and guess years what? Later, here I am yeah, like living yeah. that existence is is such a surreal and like blessful experience man it's, it's, there's nothing like it yeah it's insane it's, it's, now you're getting me to think like back of all, like, my shit I've right. done too but no it's cool and like 
it was it was awesome to see you in the main event as well. You were telling me out there by the bar um, that like throughout the whole night the crowd was just fire for every match, and even before Bobby Lashley went out, he was like he, telling me people were chanting like the match before his match of the year, right. match of the year. Dude, tonight and, was such a killer show from top to bottom. Yeah, like, yeah. I was glad I didn't get to watch more of it. Um, because you know I was on uh, last like I've had three hours sleep in the past two days like yeah so I wanted to like you know make sure I was ready for the main event because Tyson Dukes is unreal man like he's stupid he's a Canadian gem here dude he should get out more places man like Mm -hmm. I you know I feel like he should be someone who's like traveling the globe doing what you know he loves doing because he's stupidly good yeah um and tonight man like I had so much fun just being in a ring with him which sounds surreal because you're like how many other people have fun getting dropped on their head (laughs) yeah yeah you took some ugly like bumps I know right yeah a couple of brain busters (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah you're like you go out there kick him in the face he drops you on your head you know and you have fun doing it and you know you kind of look at yourself and you're like am I actually insane like because this is such a yeah Yeah, I guess you're thinking like this is a choice I made Right. But then I guess like the fans coming up to you after or even during the show just chanting and screaming and stuff. That's got to make it feel like yeah, all worth it. Oh dude, absolutely. Um yeah, it's it's crazy because you start as a fan. So then when you realize that you have fans, you're like this is like kind of weird because you still see yourself as that person. Yeah, yeah. You know, you were when you started your career. Um but yeah man like I said there's nothing like it yeah I think that's an important thing to keep too and just kind of sure remember that and probably uh, just makes you better as like a wrestler like thinking like okay if I was a fan like what would I want to see tonight type of thing absolutely like you gotta remember what it is that you loved about it which is why you got involved do you know because there's been points before of my career where like I've just kind of ended up hating what it is I've been doing because I haven't been doing what it was that attracted me to wrestling in the first place anyway um so you know and I feel like I'm such an old man now because I'm like you know <laughs> you're still a baby though <laughs> right well, your I 20s don't, I don't yeah. feel it dude yeah. so like I had this like horrible experience the other day where I was on a show with a girl it, she was like 16 17 right and she mm-hmm. was wrestling on a show that I was on wow the year that I started training she was three years old and I <laughs> I like I heard that I realized it and I was like oh, perspective no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm hitting old man age now <laughs> like, I'm, I'm accepting of that point in my life like yeah. I'm no longer like one of these young whippersnappers I like look at young people and I hate them <laughs> yeah. like Tyler Bate for example right yeah he's ridiculously talented like easily one of the best wrestlers in the world right um and I like you know, I admire like how good he is for the age he is, but at the same time, I'm like nobody who's born after the release of Toy Story should be <laughs> old enough to be a WWE champion. <laughs> like, I'm like shouldn't even be alive. <laughs> like, right. like it's just like because it makes me uncomfortable. It's like <laughs> how did you not grow up with that movie type of thing? <laughs> right. But, oh, oh, that's that's crazy. It's, it's and it's got to be cool seeing like a lot of like your peers from out there, like dude. Like all um, over the place now, man. Like it, like I said, it's just it's crazy because these are people who I've come up through the scene with, and just to see them break out and to do 
well on a global scale, man. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a great feeling. Have you ever uh, wrestled Pete Dunn? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that guy. There's just yeah. something about his swagger. Oh, he's chewing the belt and he's yeah. the bruiser weight, not the cruiser weight. Like, right. there's just something awesome about that that man, I love. He's awesome, yeah. dude. Like, I'm so glad that he's in the position that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's so funny and I'm so glad that I got to experience this moment with him because about two years ago um, I was driving to a show and I took it like he was in the car with me and uh, he was saying to me he was like oh man like I just feel so frustrated because I don't feel like I'm getting like what I want out of this like I don't feel like I'm where I want to be like I'm thinking I'm just going to retire and I'm like dude this is the perfect point because this is where something's going to happen for you like this is where shit's just going to take off and man like just to get to watch him go from that point to where he is now like that's been such a cool experience oh, that's inspiration to, right there right and getting to like kind of be with like you know because I'm in the same dressing rooms with him like yeah, yeah. almost on a weekly basis like you know we've traveled together in the past quite regularly um, and dude like nobody deserves it more than him man like he's such a workhorse and people don't even realize how good he is yet and yet still the world is raving about him yeah. like you have dude seriously give it a few more years he's gonna be a megastar i'll oh, tell you now. i'm excited it's yeah it's gotta be such a cool perspective for you seeing just like the explosion of uh like british wrestling like over here like yeah because i feel like like there's something about like the mainstream always gravitates to like the we like american style but now they're kind of like tipping the hat and being like oh you guys are like something amazing here we're gonna put you on the network we're kind of like a lot of like i guess casual wrestling fans funnel to yeah where like the hardcore will go out of their way to watch british wrestling japanese mexican but now i feel like a lot of the casuals are getting like a wave of what you guys are doing which is really special dude it, like i said like it, it's such a mental time to be involved with wrestling like i feel so blessed to be in the position i'm in like the fact that a british company can come to somewhere like america and in new york and have a show that like sours out and it's rammed and the place loses their minds and it's such a killer show like i never expected that to happen um you know the fact that i get to come to canada on a you know a regular basis and get to perform for smash and you know people already knew know who i am like that yeah, yeah. So they're building surreal. stories and everything with you here right like um compa- like when you look at where it is that you've come from to where you are now like it's such a, a crazy experience um uh it, it's so surreal because it's something like i said that you never expect to happen and then it just sort of unfolds in front of you and you're like wow like it just feels like weekend after weekend after weekend just something crazy uh happens and that's why it's such an exciting time to be a wrestling fan because you've got so much just like craziness going on yeah it's like uh, like, it's a boom dude it is like everything's taken off man um everything's like you know everything's changing yeah um and it's such an exciting time it's uh it's beautiful to talk to you right now too because like all these things are happening but you're just in the middle of it right now and it's like i think it's only gonna go up from here like i I just got that feeling but it's just like so much unknown but in a good way type of thing if you feel that way yeah dude absolutely like you know um 
uh, last year I got to main event um, the progress show at Brixton which was in front of two and a half thousand fans Jesus. with two of the guys who I've probably known the longest in wrestling which was Tommy End and Marty Skull right like oh yeah 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 we've seen each other come through those like kind of like phases where we get our first few shows and then like we've kind of built momentum built momentum and then yeah. we've become these like you know guys who are being flown out all over the world to you know some of the top like independent wrestling shows um, and then we all main evented like the biggest show in progress uh, history with each other and like for me that was such a cool experience getting to step in there with like you know two two people who you know you love these are like your brothers these are your friends yeah you know? these are people who you've known for years and you've seen grow um and become world-class performers um and yeah that that was just mental yeah um, i gotta i what, what's the name of that show i gotta watch that one i'm um, a big marty fan too we're, we're gonna need a bigger room again okay yeah yeah man it's, it's yeah crazy. oh that's cool too and uh did Marty end up doing the breaking the fingers thing to you? And he he yeah. always does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love that because it's just like, I don't know, it's a move that you don't really see and it's, it makes the crowd all quiet and then you just hear the snap of like the yeah. fingers and like, even though like he's most likely doing it in a safe way, I'm on my couch and I'm just like, ah, like my hands. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, it's, a, it's still magic behind it to me. Like, I don't know what he's doing. He's awesome as well, man. Like, you look at him, and, like, the second he steps through a curtain, he just, like, I don't think there's anybody else in wrestling that looks how he looks. Like, you know, with that, the mask, the the jacket, you know, the umbrella. Like, you know, he's got it down. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Even, um... I've been playing lots of video games lately. I bought the the new Tekken, which is sponsored by like New Japan. I like I'm gen- like no, so I'm completely opposed to him being in Tekken. Yeah, for the one reason I'm yeah. like some like I grew up playing this game, right? Somebody who is a, a character in Tekken shouldn't be somebody who I have carried home drunk one night. Uh, yeah, after a night out, right? <laughs> I have zero faith in this person. Yeah, yeah. winning a fight for me. Like, uh, you know what I mean? But no, man, like um, yeah. Yeah. And he's not actually in it, in it, but there's all the clothing to make a fucking just Marty, like the bullet yeah. glove and the nose. But that's so funny, your perspective with that, where you're like, yeah. no, that's my game. Like, like I, I am so not willing to accept that yet. Yeah. Like, you know, I, don't get me wrong, super fucking made up and happy for him, but at the same time, I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, no, I've I've seen you chucking up. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be a Tekken character. Like, <laughs> I can't accept this yet. Brother, I think your time will come and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me right now like I feel like I could talk to you for like two hours but I'm cutting all these interviews into little like shorts and stuff but uh yeah next round of beers on me Nah, thank, thank you, you so much, Appreciate man. It. it was a pleasure to watch you main event tonight. Man. Nah, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure to be here. I love Canada. I love Smash. Like, um, yeah, I wish that uh, you know I could come out here more often and you know just do what we love doing because um, right now wrestling's blowing up, man, and it's it's such a cool experience to be a part of. But it's such a cool time as well to be still be that inner fan and just get to like stick your head through a curtain and just see everything that's going on because now it's such a a magical and crazy time um, to be involved. So yeah, thank you for taking the time you know, to have a little chin wag with us tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, it. I love it. I hope to hope to see you again too. Like next uh, time you're in Smash. You too, dude. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. I had a blast hanging out with Smash Wrestling all night. Big thanks to them and a thank you from the Pacific Junction Hotel. You guys were great to the staff there and everybody's welcome back. Anytime, they have a handful of shows coming up. So just Google their name, Smash Wrestling. I know they're going to be in London soon, Toronto again. And if you want to see any of these matches, tune into the Fight Network at 10 p.m. Smash Wrestling will be on weekly. And also on their website, there's a little thing called Smash On Demand. And I believe you can get a lot of these matches before they get released on television. And like always, you can subscribe to the Creative Imbalance podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at our home base, Girth Radio. And I recommend going to the Girth Radio site. You can see a little webpage for each episode. There's pictures. There's little uh, descriptions of things. You can uh, find out every transition song I use in this episode and the song you are about to hear right now. Thank you all for listening again. I am your host, Sean Siriani, and I will see you next week. Live from the center of the earth, Girth.